Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and thank you for tuning in to our Thursday night programming of Totally Driven Radio. Eh, but why wouldn't you tune into the greatest show heard all around the world? That's right, we're here, we're live, and it is Thursday. That means you and I and Mr. Gennetti, we are all totally driven. That's right, it's totally driven Thursday, and we got a freaking show ready to roll for you tonight. I can't wait, I can't wait, I cannot wait. And I know you can't either. Trust me, because it, it's going to be a hell of a freaking show. So uh, let me introduce, of course, my, uh, my co-host, my good friend, my... Uh, my uh, southern, you are now become. I mean, you're like a true southerner now. Living the game. Yes. Uh, yes. Twenty twenty five years already. Absolutely, Mr. Jimmy Janetti. You know that's pretty crazy. Now that you think about it, you've actually lived yeah. down south more than you lived up here in Philly. Yeah. Yeah. First traveled to Roanoke, uh, nineteen ninety two, September. From yeah. Yeah. Now. Came down here in September of 2015. Wow. Yeah. That's 24 yeah. years, man. It's a long freaking time. Yeah. I understand. I remember like it was yesterday. I was working in the music shop, and you came in and said, I'm moving to Virginia. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, I... Honestly, I, I have regrets. I have definitely, as you know, I have regrets. But, yeah, it's, you know, case There you go. Well, no case tonight. We got we got some fun times. We got some good times. We got some musical times going on tonight. We got coming up. Uh, actually, first in about within 10 minutes, we have our good friend from Hollywood, California, calls in every week with the week in the news coming out of Hollywood. And her name is Miss Kristen Berg. So we'll be talking to Kristen about uh, this week's top stories. We're going to pick a totally driven person of the week, as well as uh, she will give us our Dancing with the Stars update and see how uh, I am making out and she's making out with our sealed envelopes, which I know I've probably gotten destroyed on already. Um, yeah, so that's coming up at 810. Then coming up at 9 o'clock, our, we have, this is a night of friends. Uh, we have two very good friends. 
close friends of the show returning. And at 9 o'clock, uh, the first one is a longtime friend. Uh, she's been coming on the show for, it, it's like three years now. It, it's kind of scary. Um, I can't wait to talk to her. We talked to her for, for a quick her, minute. For you. It might be scary for both of us. Absolutely. <laughs> So we're going to be talking to her, uh, Rachel Lorin coming up at 9 o'clock. We're going to be, uh, it's like a time of celebration. She just did her first tour. She was out on the road for about six weeks. And, uh, yeah, we're going to catch up with her and find out all about road life, a new twist in this uh, musical career and venture she's doing. So we're going to find out about that. We're going to listen to her new single, I Hate You, which is freaking phenomenal. So check it out. Go on iTunes and buy it. Spend the dollar. It's like what a dollar, a dollar twenty nine, whatever it is. Go spend it. Yeah, it's worth it. Worth it. And and for the bonus package, go on YouTube and see it. You can watch her rock it out. It's good stuff. So check that out. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, you know, it's funny. Uh, our second guest tonight, uh, our good friend, Mr. Marcus Scott from uh, Trickster. He, uh, I actually taped his interview this afternoon. He couldn't come on tonight, uh, so we taped it this afternoon. And this dude, I love this guy. I mean, he's just, he's, a, he's just a ball of fun. I, and and um, before we ended the we interview, he, he was, uh, what's that? But I'm sure he likes being called that. Oh well, you know, uh, you know what? He would. This guy, he would, because that's exactly what he is. He's just nonstop ball of energy, fun, hysterics. And uh, before we end the interview, he goes, oh, wait, 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 by the way, I got to ask you, who is this Rachel Lorin girl? What, what's her deal? <laughs> He's just trying to crack it up. <laughs> He's like, she's nice. Um, yeah. So uh, we talked to Mark about – Mark wanted to talk to us about Donald Trump. So we talked to Mark about Donald Trump. We talked about a bunch of trickster stuff, trickster what's going on in the world of trickster. We talked about uh, other stuff, other ventures he's into, and uh, a lot of good laughs. And he keeps trying to get me to come out to Ohio in a few weeks to go see them play. And, uh, yeah, as much as I want to go, I'm, I'm not going. Yeah. It would be fun, though. Have you ever been to Ohio? Uh, yeah, a few times. Really? Yeah. What did, like you, what did you think? I didn't like it. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I... I can't. I can't really say it was that I was there. You know, it was like you go in, you work, you go. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, I mean, I was there for all of about four hours. Right. You went in, did the job, and got out. Yeah, you know. So I mean, I haven't been to every city or every you know place in Ohio, but I've been to a few. But yeah, like I said, it's a combined maybe four hours that I've been there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, our good friend uh, Henry, the Pitbull Rife, uh, that's where he's at. He lives in Ohio. And he, he's oh, another really? one. He's always begging me to come out there. Yeah, that's where he's at. Hey, you know, I mean, look, everybody likes their areas that they're in. You know, so, uh, yeah, I wasn't much of a fan, but either way. <laughs> uh, but beside that, beside our guests, we're gonna in, in between each guest, we have a bunch of stuff to talk about. We got some other news we're gonna talk about, like like, and we're gonna talk about things like in our world. We, we like to fill in 
uh, the blanks with stuff that goes on in our own lives or uh, things that interest us or, in, you know, things that have been going on through the week. And, um, uh, you know, so we talk about a lot of stuff. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about. I, I went to see Doctor Strange on Tuesday, so we can talk. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I can't wait. I, I got to write that on my list so I, I, I don't forget. Right. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's important. That's gonna be number one. Mm-hmm. Top of the list. There you go. <laughs> so I'll tell you what, like I, I, uh, I gotta tell you the story about the car. Did you see the car I bought, Jess? Yeah, yeah, that was another. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you become colorblind over the? I mean, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, people in listening, I I bought my wife uh, the other day. Uh, she, she right now she has a minivan and it's uh, it's on lease and the lease is coming up in a couple months so she's like I want to get a car that I like that I want that I've always wanted and I said all right and her two choices that she was going back and forth between was the older Cadillac SRX uh, wagon the box style one or a Dodge Magnum wagon and we uh, she came across this Magnum on Craigslist in Maryland and it's uh, it. It's like the it's the Pink Panther. It, it's it's pink, and the the uh, yeah the roof and the hood are like this black cherry metallic that you would see like on a bumper car. I mean, it's super metallic, and it's got a, a breast cancer awareness like logo painted on the uh, the hood. Uh, it's really sharp looking. It's a beautiful car, and I uh, I talked the guy down. He wanted sixty five hundred dollars, and I talked him down to five grand. And uh, we met up Sunday, um, Sunday morning. I had to drive down to the Maryland. We, we bought, I bought a car on I-95. Think about that for me. Yeah. No, at the Maryland house. Yeah, at the I Maryland house, Maryland. yeah. yeah I That's your Maryland. spot. How many nights did we stop there? <laughs> you know, and you know what the funny thing is? Yeah. You know what I said? As we were pulling in, I said to Jess, I said, now, every time Janetti comes up to the house, and he calls and says, I'm at the Maryland house. And then he doesn't show up for like two, three hours later. It took us 45 minutes, dude, to drive from my house to the Maryland house. Just, okay. I just want you to, to remember that. Keep that in the back of your mind for the next time no, you I do know. end up coming up. <laughs> oh. no, so, but I'll continue the story of that car later on because it, it is a true story. Because uh, Kristen's on the line, yes. Let's get to Kristen. Let's welcome her to the show. Hello, Kristen. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I am great as well. Excellent. Good to hear. I am waiting to hear your news, and of course, you're a totally different person because I was searching. I'm like, who does she have? Because you were very adamant. I'm so this is the winner. With this. I'm so confident with this, but we'll see what happens. Uh, maybe, I, maybe I was overconfident. Who knows? Um, it's gonna be, I think it's going to be a hard story to challenge. Let's at least put it that way. Um, okay. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things, and, and I think the one that is the juiciest and it is Carrie Fisher's new book that's come out, uh, The Princess Diarist, you know, about sort of her memoirs and her big, like, jaw-dropping 
bombshell is the fact that she had an affair with Harrison Ford, which if you look at the scenes between them in Star Wars and things like that, eh, not really that surprising. But right. the issue is he was married at the time with two kids. <laughs> Oops. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, here's the thing, and Carrie Fisher was very nonchalant about it. She's like, it was 40 years ago. It's no big deal. But we don't know if his first wife, he's now on his third wife, he's married to Calista Flockhart. We don't know yet if his first wife ever knew about the affair, um, nor do we know if his kids knew about the affair, um, because they were married for an, uh, three more years before they ever wound up getting a divorce after Carrie Fisher had an affair on set with, with Harrison Ford. Uh and she's like, it's no big deal, but Harrison wasn't too happy about it. And I don't think anyone really wants their dirty laundry aired. Um, and he was 33 at the time, and she was 19. So, obviously, it really doesn't make him look good at all. <laughs> wow. I, I didn't realize she was that young at the time. She was very young in, in that first film. And, I mean, you know what? She was amazing and gorgeous and beautiful. And, like, you know, a part of all of us is like, yeah, good for him. He got a beautiful 19-year-old. But at the same time, you've got people at home at your house waiting for you. That's the problem. Yeah, see, I, I didn't know the second half of the story. I, I had heard in passing, like, the, the whole thing. I said to myself, like, who didn't expect that? But now that's, like, a whole different twist to it. <laughs> It really is, and a lot of people only heard the first part to it, because um, I think people are, are released the very first part of it, um, or the story, and I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was married, and so I went through a little digging, and I was like, yep, he not only had a wife, but he had two small children at home. They were they were young at the time. So it was 1976. So it is one of those things that you go, okay, <laughs> I understand why he's a little upset that she released the news, and and again, 40 years is 40 years, but I, it's got to be, for, his second wife has passed away, but his first wife is still alive, and there's got to be a little bit of you that's like, ugh, that hurts. Right. It doesn't matter 40 years past or not, you really don't ever want to think that your husband's laying down with another woman while he's off at work. Right, right. Wow. <laughs> so I was like, yikes. <laughs> you know, and, and of course she's getting the comments of like, homewrecker, blah, you know, all of that, so... She's like, why does everyone call me a homewrecker? And I'm kind of like, eh, you courted it. You courted that attention. So. And I wonder if that is like the, I wonder if that's like the big story out of the book. Like, like how much more could, I mean, I don't know. Well, that's the question. If that was the big bombshell and you release it now, I'm like, what's the point of buying the book? I mean, because we do know a lot about her drug years and things like that. She's been very open about that. She's outspoken. She's fun to listen to and everything. Um, but it definitely is one of those things that you go, well, <laughs> I don't know if I need to buy the book. And I think she was hoping to get, um, you know, a lot of Christmas sales on all of that, especially with Rogue One sure. coming up. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Now, I saw her, I guess it might be about two years ago at one of the um, uh, horror con- She was at a horror convention, actually. And uh-huh. it, it was weird because all the fans, like, she had a line, I mean, literally out the hotel and, like, around, wrapping around the building of the hotel outside. And people were so pissed off because she would just, like, at any point just be like, I, I need to get up. And she would just get up and she would have her dog with her. And she would just go oh, walk wow. around. Yeah, and just walk around the convention and, like, see the other celebrities or going through the um, the rooms with the vendors and looking at the merchandise and stuff. And she was just taking her time, 
and just walk around. I remember being in like the vendor room looking at stuff and being and my wife was like, That's Carrie Fisher. I'm like, What? And there she was, just <laughs> moseying the wrong with with her dog. I'm like, Wow, like, okay. And people were bitching up a storm. It's so interesting, isn't it? it it's just one of those yeah. things that you're kinda like, Okay, that's what you're gonna do. You know, yeah, it, I mean, she really marches to the beat of her own drum. I think that's the one thing about her. And she is a little bit of an odd duck, um, and she doesn't care, which is refreshing. I do like that when people are just like, I don't care. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. <laughs> Good for her. Um, but I don't think that this is the news that she wanted to release. And, you know, I she very clearly doesn't see anything wrong with it, but I think a lot of us are like, well, you might have want to have been a little bit more sensitive to the first wife and the kids. Just a thought. Right. Even though everyone's an adult and, and plenty of decades have gone by, I, I still would have. If that had been my dad, you know, and I had heard about it, I would have been upset, even though my parents aren't married anymore. It's just upsetting. Right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting sort of twist on the whole, like, people's like, here's the story. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. Here's the real story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, other uh, story, that, and this is kind of like kind of a, a button on a story that we, we talked about a lot, um, but um, Bobby uh, Christina, if everyone remembers, uh, mm-hmm. Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston's daughter who passed away, her boyfriend, Nick, was found liable in a civil suit for her death today. And the family, or Bobby Brown's estate, has been awarded $36 million. Yeah, I, um, I, you know, I saw that, and, and I said to myself, like, at first I was taken back. I was like, wow, like, okay. And then I was like, where is he getting $36 million at? He's not, and they're not going to ever be able to collect. To me, it's very similar to sort of the OJ civil trial. The family has not, the families have not collected anything. Um, because, you know, he went and moved to Florida, so his house was safe and everything else, and his pension was untouchable. So um, it's one of those things, that, and he had lawyer bills to pay, so nothing was – they weren't able to collect on anything. Um, and it's going to be in the same situation here. I mean, Nick's young. He doesn't have a lot of money. Where are they going to get the money? They're not, you know. Um, no. But he didn't even he didn't even defend himself in the case. He didn't show up in court ever. Really? Oh, yep. wow. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Creepy, right? Yeah. Because oh, I think if I had, if I, if I was like, I had nothing to do with my boyfriend's death, I'd be like, I'm going to show up in court and at least try and defend myself as best possible. He just didn't even care. Yeah, that's not good. That's, yeah. that's even worse. It, it, it's some, yeah, to me, it's some sort of, like, admission of guilt. He might not have, like, physically done it, but maybe he had some sort, like, he provided her with drugs or, you know, there's so many other possibilities that make you guilty in some part or in some way, shape, or form. Right. Now, what happened, I mean, with a situation like that, like, do they attach, I guess, like, wages or whatever, or whenever he gets, you know, do they just take it out of his pay a little at a time or something like forever (laughs) yeah you have to i think you have to go to court to get his wages garnished and things like that i'm going to imagine that he probably has lawyer bills from just trying to worry about the criminal case and everything else that that didn't really happen but 
I don't think he has any money is really what it is. So I'll be interested to see how this plays out or if all of a sudden he starts showing up on tabloid shows that give you money to appear. Um, So I'm interested to see if he'll, you know, do an interview for money and show up on one of those tabloid shows. We'll see. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it is really interesting. And, you know, the other thing is it's just it's just sad. The whole tale is sad. It really is. Yeah, I, I was looking through those pictures. No winners in that. Yeah, I was just looking through that picture. I'm seeing myself like just a, a young, innocent person that just got mixed up in just trouble. She did. And, you know, the other thing is that she already – even though, she, yes, she's the daughter of two celebrities, but she's also the daughter of two addicts. And as we know, addiction is hereditary. There, there's a genetic component to it. Um, I come from a long line of alcoholics, and, you know, no one in my immediate family has addictions, but I will say it's, it's definitely there in my extended family. It's something my mother was always like, you have to watch out for this. Alcoholism runs rampant. You, and she's like, and you have to watch out the people you date. Do they drink a lot? because you get used to being around it, you know? So that's the other thing. Like, because you had two parents that were incapacitated at times, you know, you wind up around people that are okay with addiction or maybe party too much or because you're accustomed to it. And then maybe you slide into that same addiction. So there's no one really watching out for her in in, in a way that should have happened, you know? And that's the tragic part. It is. It really is. And, And... You know, the scary part is who would have thought, like, out of all that, uh, Bobby Brown would be the one to be uh, outlive everybody? Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, and he's really straightened out his life. He's remarried. He has, you know, children with his current wife. Uh, but I think all of this was a wake-up call for him, though, too. I think he was like, I've lost Whitney Houston, which I, I believe was probably, like, the love of his life, you know, the one, yes, they were toxic together, but at the same time, they they shared a deep love, and um, he lost his daughter, and I think that for him, I mean, he lost his daughter the same week that his um, youngest daughter was born, and, you know, that's a cycle of life, but I don't imagine that that was the happiest week of your life. You can't go, great, someone's born, but you can't really celebrate that because someone's gone. Yeah. It's always going to be a, a sad time, no matter you know, no matter what. Absolutely. And it's a shame for that yep. daughter that was born too, because she's always going to have to um, almost be second fiddle. Yeah, in some weird way, you're just you're in the shadow of um, sadness, and you're in the shadow of your sister that you never got to know, and um, that part is just really a bummer. Yeah. All right, so now that we went down into the dumps. <laughs> uh... I'll end it on a high note. I, um, we have our sexiest man alive this year, and it's The Rock. So um, what does everyone think about that? Good, he, bad, you know, no, You know what? Uh, I think it's a no-brainer. I mean, he he's probably is, like, truly the biggest star in Hollywood now. I totally agree with you. A lot of people are like, why is it The Rock? And I was like, really? Because... He's had a great year. He's big in TV. He's big in movies. And he still hasn't finished his big year. We have to remember that he still has Moana coming out next week. And the reviews already are outstanding. We know that it's going to get some Oscar nominations, not only for animated film, but, you know, Lin-Manuel Miranda from Hamilton wrote some of the original music. 
He's probably going to get an Oscar nomination. There's going to be a lot of rock appearances coming up during award show season. People want him there. People like them, like him. And I think the one thing is men like him and women like him. It's a great choice. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. He's not controversial. I mean, if they had picked Johnny Depp this year, you'd be like, really? You know, are you kidding me? <laughs> you picked The Rock because he's safe. He really is. And he's multicultural, so it appeals to sort of that dynamic. Yeah, I mean, he covers all bases. Like, yeah, no matter what, all bases are covered with. Yeah, you really can't go, well, he doesn't have, well, the only complaint I've heard, and this makes me laugh, but um, people, a few women have said, why doesn't he have his shirt off on the cover? He has all those muscles. <laughs> that's the only complaint. Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a silly one. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's one you can just be like, okay, whatever. But yeah. so I think it was a great choice. No, I saw real quick too. Um, Patrick Dempsey, McDreamy. Now he was in there. What did they call him? Like he was like a second tier or something like that, or second something. Is he the B team? <laughs> right. I'm, I'm sure that they they put him in the mix. I just don't think he's a big enough star to garner the cover. But he made enough of a play because he did Bridget Jones' Baby, so he was kind of out there. You know, he's not on Grey's Anatomy anymore, but you're able to sort of get him in the mix because he did have a film out a few months ago. And he's always handsome. Gotcha. I mean, he's one of those guys that's going to age very well. Who would have thought it, right? <laughs> I love him. <clears throat> Can't find me love. I can watch that movie over and over. I'm like, he was always Absolutely. charming. Even if Absolutely. he hadn't gotten his man muscles yet, he was always charming. <laughs> you know it's funny that movie I mean it gets brought up so much a lot lately I hear like other friends of mine talk about it all the time so it's just one of them movies that you just you have to love oh my gosh and my husband hadn't seen it and it was on I don't know if it was on Amazon Prime or Netflix it was on one of those and I was like oh my god we are going to sit down and you are going to watch this movie I'm like I've seen it probably 75 85 times it's outstanding <laughs> never saw it. Oh, my God. What did he think? I know. I was like, what happened to your childhood? I mean, he enjoyed it, but I think the beauty of it is kind of watching it when you're younger um, and being just so into it. I mean, I just thought Patrick Dempsey was everything. Like, he's so cute, and he's a nerd, and he's amazing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess so, especially, like, around that time we were, uh, you know, we were in high school and all, and we could really relate to it. Absolutely. I mean, I was a nerd in school. I wasn't like, you know, I had braces and awkward hair and just awkward all around. I look at my niece who went through puberty, like supermodel cover girl. And I was like, you, I can't stand you. (laughs) You didn't have one awkward stage. She even had braces. She had braces. She had a mouthful of braces and she was gorgeous. I'm like, how do you make braces look amazing? (laughs) Uh, have you ever posted a high school picture of yourself? I have. I think if you scroll way, way, way back on my Instagram, you can see some. Um, but you know what? I'll tweet out a link because there's a really good one with some feathered hair and some a mouthful of braces. And I posted it um, side by side with like a current profile. And I was like, it does get better, you guys. <laughs> oh, oh, too funny. <laughs> Oh, I'll have boy. to find it, though. 
So, all right, so uh, Dancing with the Stars, where are we yes, at? Yes, we are, we are down to the final um, four, and it's Calvin Johnson and Jana Kramer and Lori Hernandez, and who am I missing? James Hinchcliffe. Um, the real, the two people that are sort of battling for the Mirabelle Trophy are Lori and James. Um, but Monday night we'll get to see all of their freestyle dances, and that's just basically an anything goes type of dance. Um, and then they do a redemption dance, like a dance where they didn't do as well, and the judges thought they could improve. So we will see those dances on Monday, and they will crown the winner on Tuesday. And Tuesday is when those envelopes get opened after the East Coast broadcast. Oh boy. I know, right? I'm scared. I'm scared. I, I, I don't know if I have anybody even in the final four at this point. You don't know if you have anyone in the mix anymore? I, I have three in the mix, um, but I'm pretty sure my order is a little screwed up. Oh, and I just thought of something. Next week's Thanksgiving. We're not going to be able to talk. Yes, I know. We're going to have to wait until the week after. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> oh, let me open my mail, please. <laughs> no, you can't because we don't know the winner. But, you know, you can post it on social media on Tuesday night, and so we can at least reveal that maybe. And we can talk about it. Like, how bad was it? <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's going to be bad. I know it's going to be bad. <laughs> I know. Isn't it like you're just like, oh, man, there's some seasons that I, I've had some bad seasons where you're like, wow, that's embarrassing. But um, this season, I think I'm going to do okay. The order will be wrong, but the right, most of the right players are in the mix. Yeah, you know. I did good the first couple seasons we did this, and then the last two, I've just, like, bombed. <laughs> you know, it's one of those that you just have to kind of um, – you have to look at the pros, too, because sometimes the pros won't have a great contestant, but the pros are popular enough that they will get their contestant at least to that finale. And um, usually those people are Val and Derek. Mark Ballas, when he was on the show, he's not on the show this season. Sharna's a great example of that. Lindsay's a great example of that. So those are the people I look, and then I see who they are paired up with. And then every once in a while, a random pro will get kind of what we call the ringer. And the ringer, of course, is the person that's had tons of dance training. They're like, I haven't danced in, like, five minutes, you know. Um, but you know that they're going to make the final, too. So, I mean, anyone that had gotten paired with Lori Hernandez was going to be in the finale. You have a hot, right. young gymnast right off of the Olympics. Gymnasts usually know how to move. Um, and then you take other sports, like football players can always dance. But um, you find we find that hockey players, swimmers, they can't move. So you just have to kind of, like, pick and look at the sport, too. Gotcha. I'm going to remember all that for the next one. Yeah, track and field, they can't dance. So it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. So, all right, I guess that leads us to Totally Driven Person of the Week. Yes, and I am going to say, and you're going to be like, who, what? Emily Doe, not Jane Doe, but Emily Doe, and that is the woman that wrote that really powerful victim statement in the Stanford rape case. She was named one of Glamour's Women of the Year. They had a huge event on, um, I'm going to say, on Monday night in New York City where they honored all of the women of the year. And, and some of the women included Gwen Stefani. Um, Bono was one of the women of the year. Go figure. <laughs> I saw that. How'd that happen? 
<laughs> I think because I know it sounds weird, and I I get their on I get their reasoning for it. They were just like you know she or he she he has worked a lot for women's causes and raised a lot of money. Um, so they consider him sort of an enlightened female. He's in touch with his feminine side. Um, and he understood. He he knew that the joke. He's like, I saw social media. I saw what you guys were saying when I was named Woman of the Year. He's pretty funny. Um, but Emily, you know, she did not appear. She's not ready to show her face. I don't know when or if that's ever going to happen. But the professor at Stanford, there's a professor at Stanford that is moving forward in California. And um, she's been really great in trying to change some of the laws um, so that rapists get time in jail, not three months, and then they're out. Um, so she's been working on behalf of, um, Emily Doe and Emily Doe wrote another statement and a uh, professor spoke and, you know, th- this woman <clears throat> who is a survivor is a great eloquent writer. And if she ever wants to speak out, if and when she's ready, I will tell you, she's going to make an even bigger impact than she already has. If she wants to write a book, whatever she wants to do, I think that, um, her story it's public, it's profound, and she's got a lot to say, I think, in a way that's very impactful. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's pretty deep. <laughs> it is. It, it is. And I think for, you know, for sex crimes, for men and women, uh, it, there's a lot of embarrassment and shame, and, and people don't want to speak up, and people don't want to prosecute. And um, hopefully, with some of the words that she's spoken, people do come forward because they don't deserve to live in secrecy and silence. Oh boy. All right. So I, I, I'm embarrassed now to even say mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So mine was um, full figure model, actually Graham, uh, because they're coming out with a Barbie doll of her. And she was uh, very adamant she didn't want it uh, converted into a Barbie style. She wanted it to be her full figure style. So she, uh, she's really kind of, uh, you know, made major strides for uh, full figured people. Yeah, and, you know, kind of to go along with that, um, Mattel also did a Barbie doll with Misty Copeland, um, who is the uh, first black principal female principal dancer over at American Ballet Theater. She had her own Barbie as well. Um, so oh, wow. it was really working hard to sort of change the notion that Barbie has to be blonde hair and blue eyed and, you know, have a tiny waist and big boobs and a right. shaky butt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Mr. Gennetti, who did you have as a pick? I I decided that uh, after uh, Rock got, you know, Sexiest Man Alive, and uh, he's also announced it's possible he could run for president in 2020. God help him. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm going with The Rock. That's a good pick, too. I mean, all, all three are good picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Kristen's, though. <laughs> I was like, that's tough to beat <laughs> this week. Yeah, like, it, it's, yeah. How, how can you honestly choose something over that? I know. 
Although I will say that I am not opposed to The Rock being president. I'm like, if, if the <laughs> host of The Apprentice can be president, I'm all for The Rock. Yeah, better I, than Kanye. Yeah, we also have Kanye. Um, and the guy from Beauty and the Beast, the one that played the Beast. What's his name? I can't think of it off the top of my head right now. He said uh, Ron, uh, Ron, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Perlman. He said he's running, too. So, yeah. We've got Ron Perlman, we've got Kanye, and The Rock. And Chris Rock also said that he was being And Chris funny. Rock. So we have two Rocks. <laughs> Ron Perlman and Kanye. And, you know, the scary part is, I think they're serious. I really do. Well, yeah. I mean, I well, think at this point, everyone's like, it's open to everyone. <laughs> the office. If Trump won, that's it. Yeah, I think Trump, like, really broke down the barrier and the doors now that somebody on the outside could win, that now you're going to see celebrities trying to run for president. Hey, it's entirely possible. I mean, I do think that no matter what happens and who runs in 2020, um, this was a game changer. And, you know, I hate that we're stooping to such a low level and we're going to be, you know, mudslinging more and more. But at the same time, you know, we are at a place that uh, you can't go back. We're not going to go back to where it's, uh, you know, oh, isn't this easy? And it's just like nice and, you know, we'll we'll run one bad ad and that's it. That's not not the where we're at anymore. No, no. Now it's like you're lucky if you get one good ad run. Exactly. Exactly. So... So, all right, so what do you have uh, what do you have planned for uh, for the week and Thanksgiving and yeah um it, it actually is a still a busy week just with everything sort of wrapping up before the holidays I've got the two nights of dancing with the stars and um, I'm working on a dance documentary that, over the weekend so that's all leading oh, cool. up to uh, the Thanksgiving holiday yeah it'll be really fun I'm looking forward to it and then I'm off to San Francisco on Wednesday. Um, to visit with my in-laws, and we always celebrate up there. So it's a great way to spend Thanksgiving just because um, it's, it's, I, I, they at least have weather in San Francisco, and so at least it feels a little fall-like. It does, it's not like 90 <laughs> degrees like it always is down here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, that's funny. So I appreciate that, well, yeah. Well, I hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving with the, with the in-laws and the hubby, and uh, I guess we'll be talking in two weeks. Absolutely. I look forward to it. Absolutely. Thanks, Kristen. Take care, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right, well, there she goes, Kristen Burt. Check her out all over the world of social media. She's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's K-R-I-S-T-Y-N-B-U-R-T-T. It's K-R-I-S-T-Y-N-B-U-R-T-T. What do, you, do you think the Rock's really going to run for president? Uh, he could. I don't think. That's the scary part. Hey, look, you know, I mean, like she said, it's open to anybody. God help us. It really is. It really is. It's a whole new ballgame now. Yeah. Wow. 
so all right, so um, uh, back to the back to the car. I want to finish that story? Um, okay. So yeah, so we go down, we check out this car. It's uh, yeah, it's pink, black cherry, breast cancer awareness, gorgeous car. Uh, we go over it, up and down, blah 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 blah. Test drive it up and down ninety five. Love the car. Uh, buy the car, five grand. He, he even throws in another set of wheels, 22-inch rims with tires. So I already thought to myself, all right, cool. I can probably flip them and sell them for a quick 500, which would knock the car down to 4,500. Now, mind you, I have to come back to Pennsylvania. I have to you know, transfer the title and all that stuff. That ended up costing $400. Then I have to take it to get inspected in Pennsylvania. Here's where it gets interesting. For people out there looking to buy a car out of state, think twice. And I mean it. Seriously, think twice. Yeah. Um, Because, uh, like, in the state of Maryland, they check nothing. Nothing is checked. Like, they check your brakes, and they check your tires, and that's, like, about it. And I think they only do, like, inspection in Maryland. I think it's once every few years or actually when you buy the car, they inspect it the one time, and that's it. And it's good for the week, as long as you own it. Um, in Pennsylvania, they do inspection every year, and they cool. check everything to the fact yeah, you that guys, you would do an even admissions, I think, don't you? That's where you get fucked. Yeah. So, uh, my good friend Bert, he uh, he runs a, a garage. So I take it up to his garage, and uh, yeah, they go to inspect it, and they come back with this laundry list, two pages long. <laughs> That's going to cost me over two thousand dollars to get done. Oh. Right. So, yeah. So, I was there Monday all afternoon. Then uh, I had to start going around getting parts and stuff, finding them cheaper than what he can get them. So, I went back yesterday, and I was there for a few hours, and then a stupid clip that was needed that didn't come in this one thing they thought it would come in. It didn't. It said had to order a special clip, and it wasn't going to be there for like three hours. So, it was just like come back tomorrow. So uh, I went back first thing in the morning today. I was there for another three hours this morning. So now I'm like at the halfway point. Like most of the stupid stuff is done because it's a lot of just stupid stuff, like just stupid turn signal stuff and just ridiculous stuff. And uh, one of the things is the catalytic converters uh, don't work. So them alone, $1,000. So I got them actually cheaper. I got them on eBay for the pair and I'm for 300 bucks. So now I'm waiting for uh, one of them to come in and then I'm waiting for a couple other parts to come in that I had to pick up off eBay. And then I'm probably going to go back. Probably I should have the parts I'm hoping by all together from Monday to go back next Tuesday and get them all put on and then see where we stand and see if that will because the check engine lights on due to the exhaust and another lights on due to the emissions and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's going to be quite interesting. Mm-hmm. 
that away. So right now I'm into it for yeah, let me see. Nine hundred. Three hundred, that's twelve. And one forty. Right now I've put thirteen hundred and forty dollars into it in parts and labor. And I'm yeah. <laughs> so before uh, anybody goes to plan to buy a car out of state, please think twice. Please uh, look into yeah. your uh, inspection and, and stuff like that and see what you're going to need done. It's very, very important. So yeah. that's my horror story of the week. Mm. But it's, but it, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous freaking car. I, I, I saw it. It was very nice, but yeah, it was just like yeah, in mind. Okay. But now we have his and hers because I have the purple charger. And she's got the pink magnet. So now we can go do car shows together. It'll be fun. It'll be a nice, cool little family thing to do. Yeah. Good luck with that. There you go. So, all right. So let's. Uh, we got we got like 15 minutes to talk. So let's let's get into Doctor Strange. Now, I want to hear, now, for weeks now, we've been talking, uh, just about everybody in the planet has given positive reviews to Doctor Strange, except for myself and my wife, um, which it, we weren't totally negative, but we weren't totally positive. We were just kind of in with it. Uh, so I've been waiting for Janetti to go see this, to give us his take to see if we were like on the same wavelength, or am I just missing the boat here or something? So, Mr. Janetti, fill us right. in. So I went. I went uh, Tuesday night to. I went to see 3D IMAX. And Ooh, that must have been pretty wild. Yeah, well, it was wild, and there was only seven people, including myself, in the theater. Really? So that was a Tuesday night, night you said. So, Huh? Tuesday night, ten o'clock. Okay. In this area. Oh, uh, just there you go. Yeah, just think of right. So yeah, that's what I mean. So there's only seven people, including myself, in the theater. It was fine, and I, I like that. But what made me feel bad was, and what I realized IMAX meant was sound. I was either very close to the speaker, or I'm getting too old, because it was very loud. Wow. Okay. So I didn't realize that's what it meant. Well, that's what I'm thinking because, you know, that speaker was big. And it was, and I even moved because originally I was like, you know, uh, there was a lot of people in towards the center and I went all the way up to the top and I kind of moved to to one side, uh, probably the right side of the theater, I should go. So after like hitting that IMAX a couple times, I was I moved over, so because it was very loud. Anyway, neither here nor there. But I felt pretty old after that. I was like, God, man, this this is bad. So anyway, <laughs> and then seeing it in 3D was all right, but you that had to be pretty trippy in the movie, huh? It had to be pretty trippy because I mean, there's amazing effects in that movie. It it was the the effects are amazing, but you kind of lose track of it the 3D because, you know, it's, it's great and all, but 
you're you're intensely watching, I guess, the scenes in the movie, so so you kind of lose it. You kind of forget it's there. Well, I did. So I I'll guess tell you maybe what. I was losing track watching it regularly without three day because it was it was so much to like really focus on. Right. So it was it was yeah it was that. So I mean seeing it in three D, yes it was cool in, in some of the scenes you know with uh, with Dormammu and and you know the the uh, different magic effects, but yeah eventually it kind of got lost on me because I was more intense on the story. Uh, now. I can see, watching the movie, I could see exactly what you had said uh, about the ending. Okay. And I, while I understand what you, what you said and how you felt about it, I also, knowing what I know, you know, about, like I said, uh, Dormammu being, you know, kind of like a replacement for Galactus, you know, Eventually, he'll be the next big bad after Thanos is gone. Right. Uh, so, yeah, but I can see how it is pretty underwhelming. The, uh, okay. Dryer's done. Uh, yeah. It is pretty <laughs> underwhelming, the ending of the movie. You know, uh, compared to Thor, compared to Civil War, compared to, yeah, a lot of the others. Right. Because, you know, there's such big battle scenes, you know, and there's there's an actual definite finish to this to this battle uh, instead of a bargain. Right. And, I, you know, I'm not going to spoil it for people. Uh, but, yeah, basically, he, he barters his way out. And, yeah, I can see how that is an underwhelming, you know, finish to this deal but more so it, it's going to be the story is going to continue oh absolutely you know so it's not while they left it a little underwhelming it's more of a cliffhanger than it is an ending in a sense true true so uh, while I can see you know like I said what you said I was you know uh it's a pretty comic book ending. Technically. So, Leaves you waiting for the next one. Yeah. You know, and that it's a definite. I mean, not only is he in obviously there's uh, the next Thor movie uh, by the, the did you see the mid credit scene? No. No, you didn't? Okay. Well, you missing that. He'll be in the next Thor movie, which is Ragnarok. I guess that's the next one that's coming right. out as far as because uh, it's already done shooting. I guess they're just they're editing now and, and putting it together. Uh, so he, he is in Ragnarok. Uh, strange. Mm-hmm. And hearing what I'm hearing, he'll be in the, you know, Avengers, the Infinity Wars. Or the Infinity okay. Ball or whatever they're going to call it. So, yeah, and then, you know, I'm sure they'll do another Doctor Strange eventually. But until then, they are integrating him into the rest of the Marvel movies. Right. So, Which is cool. 
Yeah. But, I mean, to me, you know, he's not a character that ever, I should say, stood alone, if you know what I mean. It was right. one of those that, you know, seeing a, seeing a monthly book of his was kind of, like, underwhelming. Because it's not really, you know, it's a character that, like, in D.C., when Dr. Fate, when you went to Dr. Fate, you were fucked. Dr. Fate was your only hope in, in doing whatever you were doing. Same thing with Dr. Fate to the Marvel Universe. It's like, they went to him when, when shit was like, oh, God. What do we do? So, you know, I always thought like Doctor Strange was cool shit, but like I, I just remember like being a kid and buying an occasional Doctor Strange comic book and trying to read it and just not being able to get into it. Yeah, it, you know, it, if you're not into that, the magic, you know, because it dives pretty deep into that, obviously. Right. Uh, you know, and it's not really normally associated with any of, like, the regular Marvel villains that you would be associated with. Right. You know, so it wasn't like Doctor Strange was going up, you know, in his own book against, like, Doctor Doom or um, who else? Uh, shit. Magneto or, you know what I mean? Like any right, of the right. regular Marvel hero or Marvel villain, most of the guys that he was going after were like Dormammu, Mephisto, Nightmare, whatever he was doing. You know, it was all that magic world. So, now, what did you think? Did you think it was a funny movie? You know what? I only actually laughed out loud one time, and I was. My laughter would have been enhanced, if you know what I mean. Right. So, yeah, but the only time I actually laughed was the uh, uh, after he left his astral body and and the girl turns around and the mop fell down, scared the shit out of her. <laughs> That's the only time I laughed out loud. The rest of it, I mean, you know, some of the shit he said was funny, but it wasn't like, you know, laugh out loud funny to me. Now, now yeah, I'd, really like to see, I'd really like to see a uh, a word war between him and, and Downey. Mm. That would be like good. Like a quick war back and forth because, you know, here you've got two guys that are not only, you know, now playing heroes – in the Marvel Universe, but both Sherlock's. Right. You know, so it'll be interesting to see their their back and forth jabs if they do that. That would be good. It's just amazing, like totally amazing, like what's really going on, both with Marvel and DC in I mean, like, you never would have expected to see, um, and we've talked about this for a couple of years now, you know, like Guardians of the Galaxy is a movie, Doctor Strange is a movie, Last Night on Arrow, Vigilante. I mean, Vigilante was such a minor uh, comic book, you know, hero or villain or whatever you want to call him, um, a Vigilante. And to see him on the screen list like, was, like, incredible. I was, like, freaking out. 
Well, and that's why they're they're you know they're debuting, and and Marvel's even doing this with Netflix. You know, it's like they're street heroes. The guys, right? Like Green Arrow, The Flash, um, who else? Shit. Supergirl, in a sense. Legend of Tomorrow. They have other people that they could do it with as well, but there, there's their street heroes, and. You're also getting in there the street villains, vigilante. Uh, what the hell was his name? Uh, uh, Doctor Ivo. All those guys. Even though now, it's it's a way to, that you can introduce these characters, but not for movies. Right. You know, and Marvel's doing the same thing with Daredevil and. and Jessica Jones and all these these people that really, I mean, you know, they did a movie with Daredevil, but it wasn't a very, uh, you know, they can do a lot more with television with these characters to tell that story. True. You know, guys like Batman and Superman and, and the Avengers, you don't need a weak, small screen show to tell stories. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I'm worried, though, how much is too much uh, with the superhero thing now, because now I'm hearing that uh, they're moving Hero uh, Legends of Tomorrow to Tuesday nights after The Flash coming in. Oh, really? Yeah. They said that this year is not doing as as well, probably even half as well as, as it was last year. Uh, Which one, Flash or Legends? Legends. Really? Yeah. And they don't have a full season ordered. There was more. Uh, there was more more shows that were ordered recently. Right. To fill out. It didn't even have a full season as of that, and they're not going. To, I don't. I don't think they're going to order more than they've already put out for. Well, they they ordered the yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be a twenty episode season now. I think it's 20. right rather yeah rather yeah. than twenty two. Um, but they're going to mid season replace it with uh, I Zombie. We'll start a little early. Hmm. So. Hmm. All right. Well, on yeah. that note, let's uh, let's take our first commercial break, and uh, on the flip side, in a few minutes, I know everybody's waiting patiently. Rachel Lorraine will be calling in, and we've got a lot to talk about with her. So everybody, stay tuned. We'll be back in three minutes. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Don Jameson, comedian, that metal show host, co-host, whatever. <laughs> You're listening to Totally Driven Radio. today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. 
This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. Are you looking for a mortgage for that new home? Do you want to refinance to a lower rate, obtain cash out, or consolidation? If so, call Anthony Muscarella of Advisors Mortgage Group. Advisors Mortgage Group is a mortgage banker and loan our own money to First Lien Mortgage Loans. We have built a platform for a seamless and stress-free mortgage process, which remains our number one goal for all of our customers. We understand that success cannot be obtained without teamwork and communication, two of our most important strengths. If you're looking to apply for a loan or simply have some questions, please don't hesitate to give Anthony Muscarella a call at 732-749-3333, extension 12, who, by the way, has been recognized by Mortgage Executive Magazine as being one of the top 1% of originators in America. That number again, call Anthony Muscarella at 732-749-3333, extension 12, where we tailor our loans to meet your needs. Advisors Mortgage Group is an equal housing opportunity lender licensed by the New Jersey Department of Banking and Insurance. Branch NMLS number 173453. Loan Officer NMLS number 111400. Hey everybody, this is a count from Counting Cars and you're watching. Now you're not watching, you're fucking listening. What the fuck? What, what's going on myself? Hey, two. Hey, two. Hey, everybody, this is the Count from Counting Cars on History, and you're listening to Totally Driven Radio. Turn it up, man! Radio, and I had to play that because I just want to see if our next guest remembers that moment. So, without further ado, wait, let's. I got. Let me take a breath. Have a little sip of my wine here. Janetti, are you ready? I was on mute. Yes, I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready too. I think. Here we go, everybody. Here she is. 
the superstar herself. I hope she still remembers us in that time when her like name is really up there in lights and top of the Billboard charts, and she's already climbing them charts. Uh, you know, just remember us little people. I think she will. I hope she will. But let's welcome to the show, Rachel. Now, you know, I got to ask this question. How do you pronounce the last name? Is it Lauren or Lauren? Yes. Yes, it's Lauren. <laughs> but so okay. many people say Lauren, and, and, you know, it's like it's stupid because now I'm starting to pronounce my name wrong. I'm like, hi, I'm Rachel Lauren. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Oh, crap. So, yeah. <laughs> but it's a bit uh, on the record. It is Rachel Lauren, like Sophia Lauren. Um, Good. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw uh, an interview that you did. It was up on wherever you posted, and uh, from some radio station. And I'm like, all right, she's been coming to my show for three years, and I'm like a total jackass. I've been calling her by the wrong name. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. You kind of you have the main the main part right. You know, you, you, it's it's good. Rachel <laughs> Lauren, same same difference. It's not like you're calling there me you Stephanie go. or anything. <laughs> uh, so did you remember that little moment in time when, when you spent the, the the count with us i do oh that was so good and by the way you are not little people and i will remember you dodo i cannot believe remember us little people what are you talking about we've had <laughs> seven interviews at least and i'm like i'm in love with you people so be quiet <laughs> little people okay I'm quiet I'm quiet. <laughs> uh, so, you know what? I think this might be my most excited like uh, time to interview you because, I mean, this is really, really? big for you. I mean, fresh off uh, your first tour. So it's like, yeah, it, it's like such a huge thing. It really is. Like, it's a whole new level oh, God, yeah. you've really reached. Yeah. I know. It's like I finally have something more to talk about than just like, oh, yeah, I'm releasing a song. Yeah, I have a new music video. It's like. I have a lot, a lot more to talk about now um, besides, like, modeling crap and all that stuff. It's finally good to say, yeah, I have a tour under my belt now, and I may just have another one coming up soon. So, good, you know. I feel, nice. I, feel, I feel good. I feel like a warrior, <laughs> like a road warrior. <laughs> uh, so, like, I mean, I got to ask, like, because you did it in style. I mean, you guys had a, a, a bus. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I know, like, when a lot of my friends go out on tour, like, it's, like, a 1980-something Ford conversion van with, like, five guys stuffed <laughs> in it and, you know, uh, uh, hoping that they're going to get to the next town, hoping they make enough money and merchandise to gas the van up to get keep going. <laughs> so, how was it? I mean, seriously, how, how was you know, that I, bus life? Well, A, you know, I wouldn't have a bus if it weren't for, you know, my dad. He's incredibly supportive. Um and, you know, he, he wanted me to travel in style and wanted me to be as comfortable as possible, um, you know, because it, it's just so important, especially for, you know, how I sing and, and how I need to take care of my voice. He understood that I need as much rest as possible in my own kind of sure. space. So I got to say, being on the bus, though, it, it's funny. People treated me different pulling up into places. It's like nobody, you know, I don't know. Like there were people that didn't even know who I was, and and they were like, "Wow, who's on the bus?" It's like, <laughs> "Wow, right. they treat you a lot differently." Like we got one show, we got like three gallons of sweet tea sent to our bus. I'm like, I don't, that's great, you know, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> and the guys really, really, really loved it. It was great, and you know, some of the radio stations that interviewed us wanted to come on the bus and 
hang out, and we got um, bus invaders um, come on the bus and interview us. It was, it was good. But I have to say it was really it made the whole thing better for me because, I mean, I, I did start out on the, the tour stick, so I wanted to take care of myself in the best way possible, and my dad understood that, and my mom was there the whole time taking care of my, my high-maintenance ass. <laughs> so uh, it was it was it was so useful, and it's it's a beautiful state of the art senator's bus. I just I had a good time. It was, but you know I gotta say I think the band and my mom had more fun than I did. For me, it was more just a ton of work the whole time, and um, but I loved it. I already knew that it was gonna be nonstop, but I really really loved it. It was so cool to see a bunch of different places, and oh my god, some of the drives were gorgeous. We were out in Virginia, and I was like, oh god, this is beautiful. Uh, yeah, so I, awesome. I would change the experience for the freaking world. I, I love the whole lifestyle of it. Um, was just the, I'm really comfortable, and I thought I would be. I thought it'd be hard to kind of break in <laughs> to that. Uh, being <laughs> on a bus, to being stuck on a bus with a bunch of guys, but they're kind of girly like me, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's funny too because. I sent you an email. I checked up on you a couple of times around this war. And I, the one uh, email I sent to you, I said, you know, this is like a real test now. Like, this is like, yeah. you know, that oh, thing yeah, where, yeah, like, we talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where yeah. now you're on the road and it's like, you know, you're seeing a whole nother level of this whole crazy business. And uh, this is like the true mm-hmm. thing now because this is where, like, all the money is truly made now in the music business is out exactly. on the road. I so know. I was wondering, Crazy. did it change your opinion on it? And your answer was? Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> yes. I mean, it's like a, I respect artists even more than I ever did before that tour. It's just, it's ridiculous. It is just, just so much work, but, but I really, it's funny because I really enjoy it. And to be honest with you, I'm actually almost in a weird way happy that I started out shit because I wanted to push every sort of boundary of mine and, get outside of the box a little bit and see my limits and you know it was was, as much as it was a tour it was also a rehearsal for my band I mean we have to get tight and you know get ready for other tours and it was great to meet new fans all across America because I mean we're always touring in New York and LA and and nowhere else Um, right I mean yeah and and you know it it was just really great but yeah it it changed my mind completely about (laughs) a lot of things. I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. It's going to be fun. We're going to be partying after everything, eating pizza and beer. That did not happen for me. I was yeah. I was stressed out before. So um, on the days of the show, what, what, what I would do is wake up and immediately, like, start doing all vocal care stuff. And I would, then, then I would do the show, and then I would come off stage. I'd, you know, kind of rush through meet and greets, which I kind of hate doing, but my vocal coaches always say, if you've got shows the next day, you got to get back on the bus, vocal rest, drink tea, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, it's, it's like it's not as easy as you would think it is, and it's not as glamorous as you think it is. Um, it's, a, it's a lot. It's a lot of work for, you know, a singer that, that sings like I do. You know, sure. expected to sing a bunch of octaves every night. It's, it's really important that we take care of it. So I was, I was always on the phone with my vocal coaches, and I'm like, Please help me. Please help me. Please help me. Stay okay. And they did. So, yeah. That's awesome. Now, how about yeah. you, you mentioned your mom was out there the whole time, and we talked. Uh, I remember we talked a while ago how she was like a we big fan of all the hair for, for a week. Oh, really? 
Yeah, yeah. It, it, the bus was huge. It, it sleeps twelve, so and there's, there was oh, only there's shit. only five members. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I brought my dad wow. for a week, but no, my mom was there the whole tour. But yes, yeah, she does. She does love eighties hair bands. You were saying. <laughs> Yeah. So, so what's her uh, what's her thoughts on the uh, rock and roll uh, bus life? She, you know, it's funny. She had the best time out of all of us. She she was working the merch tables at night. Um, she, uh, you know, like she would stand in the audience filming, and everyone would come up to her going, "Is that your daughter? Is that your daughter?" She mingle with a bunch of people. Um, you know, she's she's like a wine wine freak, so she'd always have her. The band members pour her wine on the bus. Very funny. She had she had quite she had quite a good time, uh, which makes me really happy because I I don't want to you know put way too much stress on the woman. <laughs> she doesn't know sure. me. Um, but yeah, before every show I always freak out at her. And I'm like, please tell me this will be a good show. I'm all stressed, and she always calms me down and helps me pick out a stage outfit, and then goes back to what she's doing. Uh, but you know, she had she had a really great time and really enjoyed it. And uh, Tony actually came out as well um, for the second leg. He saw a few shows and really great. Yeah, he saw a couple of shows. That's awesome. Yeah, we had fun. It was really really fun. He's a really big fan of the band and wanted to see it and help um, give us advice. It was great. Really great. I can't like stress enough how important um, you know having people like. Uh, Tony and your parents being so supportive. I mean, that's just so freaking huge. Oh, like, my parents I'm jealous. The best thing that's ever happened to me. I mean, like, yeah, Tony and all my friends are wonderful, but my parents alone, uh, they're, my dad's actually like next to me. They're, they're literally the best things in the world that keep me going because honestly, I wouldn't have the bus, I wouldn't have the band, I wouldn't have any of it if it weren't for them because um, I mean this this stuff does cost money it does cost time and it costs you know like it's a different lifestyle so I'm, I'm really I'm really lucky to have them um, and I know a lot of people don't get that opportunity which is hard I can't imagine I really honestly can't imagine what it would be like if I didn't have um, or my vocal coaches or um, my friends or uh, you know, Tony, or my new vocal coach, Jamie, who, you know, he worked with Miles Kennedy at one point, and James oh. Labrie, and yeah, he's great, um, but like I said, I, I honestly don't know, <laughs> said you're jealous, I mean, like, yeah, I gotta say, it's like, I, I got really lucky when it comes to that. Absolutely. Now, let's clear something up, too, because is it still Rachel Loren and the Black Straps, or is it just Rachel Loren? No. No, we decided to change it to just Rachel Loren. It's just, you know, not only is Rachel Loren in the Black Straps a long name, but my dad never liked that name anyway. <laughs> um, he always thought it was long. Um, but it, it's not It's not only about the name. <laughs> it was um, also because, uh, you know, I've, like, just finally I've found, you know, the band members I love and want to stick with because, honestly, from day one, None of the band members that are in this band right now um, are the same. So I, 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 I'm like, I cannot be Rachel Loren in the Blackstraps, and I keep changing band members because, I mean, you know, that's it's like it's like you know having Skid Row, and then like every band member was different. It's just it's not Skid Row, right. you know. Um, you gotta have some of the same people, and you know they're all different. Um, and hopefully these people will be 
the ones that stay because I got to say, I've never been so happy with my band in my entire life, um, ever. And, That's awesome. uh, yeah, two of them have only been in this two months, including the amount of time they tour. Uh, so like, I guess two and a half, two months. Yeah. Um, Angelo and Percy are the new guys and I swear they're incredible. They never mess up. I'm so jealous. <laughs> they're like ridiculously talented. Jasper has been in this for about nine to 10 months and, J-Bomb, my drummer, has been here only six months. I mean, they're all kind of babies, but honestly, they they don't mess up ever, and it's incredible. So, yeah. That's awesome. I, it's, it's, it's a lot of pressure for me because I'm like, oh, you guys are new, so I guess, you know, I have room to mess up with you all. But, no, nope, they're all perfect. <laughs> I'm like, <"Come> <laughs> <laughs> I can't See, <laughs> You guys can all grow up together. Oh, grow old. <laughs> yeah. 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 See, yeah, that's that's what I was wondering. Like, I was wondering, like, with the name, and then if any of them were the same. So, that, I mean, that had to be a whole lot even more pressure doing that no. because, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, this this tour, uh, we only we found out we were going to be put on it two months before it happened. And you can only imagine the amount of stress that suddenly came over me. I'm like. Two months is not, it's not enough time to plan out enough. I mean, first of all, you got to think about the bus rentals because usually they're sold out that right. that late in the game. Um, so I mean, there's that. I mean, we have to make sure that the band members can get out of their work, and you know, Percy has a daughter. I mean, it, it's like, oh, God, it was it was so it was so stressful getting everything together and. Even the second leg was, was not set in stone either when we went out. And by the time, it was like a week before, and that it finally got confirmed. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is so last wow. minute. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. That, yeah. <laughs> the stress of rock and roll. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's good, though. It's good. I wouldn't change it for the world. So... Before you guys left, though, you guys kicked off with the with the new single, "I Hate You." Yes, we did. Yep. Which is freaking yep. and phenomenal. And then we released. Oh, thank you. Then we released the video while we were on tour. We kind of wanted to release it beforehand, but we figured, hey, we might as well have something new to release while we're touring in front of all these new people to make more right. sense. So, yeah, and that's that's kind of when we decided to get merch as well. Um, to kind of go with everything. Um, it's really pr- about promoting the single, you know. Uh, so, I mean, we kind of did everything in, in order with that. And, it, I mean, it's been going really great. And <laughs> even Pat Pat Gasparini <laughs> told me, he's like, this is happening so fast. I'm getting whiplash. I was like, I know, me too. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it, like, started, it started way at the top of the charts, and now it's, it's coming, coming, coming uh, down. It's, the numbers are going down. Very quickly, I'm shocked. And every single radio station we visited, they were just, they were loving it. And I'm, I'm so freaking, <laughs> freaking happy that it, that it turned out the way we were hoping. Actually, even better. So, um, I, I would say that the tour was successful um, as a whole for sure. I'll tell you what, that's uh, something funny, and I mentioned it earlier in the show. Um, my other interview tonight, uh, Mark uh, Scott from Trickster. I actually had to tape his this afternoon so he couldn't call in tonight. And we're uh-huh. closing up the interview, and he's like, oh, before I go, um, who the hell is this girl, Rachel Loren? He's like, I watched her video, and she is freaking phenomenal. 
I was like, really? oh, I know. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was freaking really? out. He was freaking out. Yeah, yeah. He said that? Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I see, like, stuff like that keeps happening, and I'm like, really? Like, like really? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not really that special. I'm just some other person, and it just, I just, Awesome. People are awesome. Uh, I, yeah. yeah. The stuff keeps it, on it, happening. It, uh, it's it's tough people. to um. Yeah, it's tough to get um like positive feedback. Not not only from like when I know like when I would be playing all in, in in bands and stuff, and people come to me, oh, it was you know great set, blah blah blah. I always felt weird, but when like somebody who's like a peer says it to you, it's like a whole other level now. It's just like how do you react? Exactly. I mean, it's one thing that, you know, really awesome fans come up to you and, and say nice things, but it's really great when somebody you respect and is in the music industry for such a long time compliments it, which which is kind of what I was feeling the whole tour when we went to radio stations that have seen and, and interviewed pretty much everybody that I love, you know, are raving about it and doing everything that they can to help me. It's like, it's just the coolest feeling in the world because I don't deserve it more or less than anybody else. I just, I just feel feel lucky to even get on something this this big. Um, it's such an early stage. I mean, this this band has not been a thing for quite that long. I mean, when I when we first started interviewing together, uh, I didn't have a band. You were just talking to me. So I mean, everything right. happened very quickly. Everything happened really quickly. And it, when I first started talking you know, to you, you were still doing pop music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't remind me. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was it was a different time. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think the reason I wanted to do it was because hey, I figure, why don't I get famous by doing this and then merge over the rock world? But I just I can't fake doing something I don't have passion for. I, I mean, I love tons of pop songs. I love tons of dance songs. That's not the point. I just don't feel happy doing it. And right. in my opinion, I'm like, if you're if you're hungry for music and all that stuff, just go with your gut and do what you want to do because it's not enjoyable to watch somebody that doesn't enjoy what they're doing. Uh, this is true. So I, I yeah, I, I feel a lot better and a lot more at home with this with this genre. Um, I would love to even go heavier sometimes or, you know, even more commercials. I, when you hear the album that, that we're going to be releasing this year, it's, it's kind of um, a whole array of different things. Um, some songs are from Pat Gasparini and some are from Earl Cohen, who worked with Lady Gaga and Jessica Simpson. So you can imagine, like, the different sounds. And yeah. I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm, really, I'm really excited to release it. I really am. It's something totally different. We had a listening party on the bus, and everyone was flipping out. It's got some really cool new vibes. It's, yeah, it's up. So, so you're saying there's a whole full album coming out, and it's done? Yeah, yep. Uh, we have, let's see, I wrote, uh, yeah, I finished five songs with Earl, which took forever. And when I say forever, that man. He's incredible. He has three Grammys, he, but he will drive you crazy in the studio. He is so picky. Uh, we have, yeah, we have five songs with him, and I wrote, um, let's see, we, let's see, I wrote nine songs with Pat. Um, so we're, I'm pretty much solid for an album this year, but uh, we're still writing music 
um, just in case something even better comes along. I'm not cocky. I, I can always think that we can always do better. So, uh, yeah. Well, I think you've been kind of proving yourself with like each, um, like I was going through today because what, what I do is whenever I'm going to be interviewing somebody, I used to like do it like way ahead of time, but now I like wait till the day of, so it's really fresh in my mind. And I'll sit there like with some musical arts. I'm sitting there and I'm just cranking the music up as I'm preparing and all. And I was going through like your old music and the videos and stuff like that. And I'm just thinking to myself, like the growth from each song is phenomenal. And then yeah. I like, I listened to the cover of Love Bites and I was just like, that's that fucking cover is so goddamn good. It really is. I was just like, I, I haven't like, listened to that in so long. I was like, I was like uh, 18, soon to be turning 19 when I recorded that. That was like my first way of kind of getting into the rock world. I was like, I watched that. I, I tend to not watch myself too much because I, I just don't like it. But I watched it the other night, and I'm like, hey, oh, all right, that's not too bad. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I don't even remember. I was like, all right, you go, young Rachel. <laughs> you go. <laughs> Go young Rachel. <laughs> uh, young, young you're the old Rachel now, right? Yeah, I'm the ancient one. So I don't even want to yeah. talk about it. I'm turning 22 next year, January. I feel like I need an oxygen tank. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't Listen do here, it. kid. I'm turning 47 no, next year. So well, come on good. now. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. you look damn Actually, good. I'm not even using just for men anymore. How about that? Oh, wow. Huh? I'm impressed. How about that? I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't need it. Yeah, oh, I need it. Believe me. Believe me, I need it. And every time I go through, like, Walgreens, I stop and I look at that aisle. I'm like, should I? Shouldn't I? Oh, shut up. I'm, I'm dead serious. Oh, I'm dead serious. That's funny. So, uh, <laughs> too funny. Um, So, with the album... Is there going to be any covers on it? Is it going to be all originals? It's none of your business. I'm not telling you a thing. I'm not telling you a thing. Come on, yeah. You have to wait. You got to wait. <laughs> uh, you got to wait. But, however, I will send you um, two other ones that we're going to release. Because uh, I, I did kind of preview them, sneak peek them with radio stations uh, out in Minnesota and uh can't remember the other one. Um, Iowa or something. Anyway, I'll send them to you. They're really, really. I, I should hope so. so. Yeah, like, hello. Yeah. Other people debuting these things before me? How dare, how dare you? Hey, it was last minute because they asked for more songs. I'm like, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. And I called Pat and I was like, can I please play this stuff for them? He's like, yep, sure, go ahead. I was like, cool. So, you could have said, yeah. like, <laughs> when I was a kid, I did Love Bites. Yeah, they played that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too funny. So, when would this uh, full-length album be coming out and like gracing our presence? Well, the the plan is to release a single beginning of next year, another one, and then an EP okay. soon after that, and then the full album probably in the middle of the year. I'm assuming. Because uh, I know Earl's got plans to do some stuff with the five songs we did, and I know I know Pat and I want to work on some more material just to uh, make sure that we love every single song that goes into the the album. So, uh, but I mean, you can be 
expecting a lot of music to be coming at you next year, uh, really soon off the bat. Uh, but 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 I hate you is kind of the preview to it all, uh, the new kind of sound. And to be honest with you, it's it's the least heavy out of all the songs uh, that I did with Pat. Um, oh yeah. Uh, so so uh, kind of embraced my my Lizzie Hale side, my Led Zeppelin-y Lizzie Hale side for a lot of the other stuff. Now here's 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 where I'm gonna add. this is gonna be my only complaint of Rachel and the, the Led Zeppelin <laughs> song. I haven't scored up there. I know. <laughs> no, I, know I, what, I what what am I gonna say? You're probably gonna complain that I haven't been up there yet to see you and have a oh, show up well, there. Okay, so I have two complaints. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. My other, okay, what's the other my one? other complaint is the Led Zeppelin song. Uh oh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just I, I see. I'm not a big Zeppelin person, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. Acting as a as a as a really all right. Well, that's yeah. that's new information. God, yeah. can we still be friends? <laughs> just kidding. I, it's okay. I, I think so. A Zeppelin person until like a year ago. So Tony kind of converted me um, to a Zeppelinite. You know what? I, I used to like get into Zeppelin in my younger days, like when I was doing a lot of partying. Like if I was sitting there, okay. like get smoking up or whatever, it would be great, it, and I would get it then. But now that I don't yeah. do that stuff, like I'm like, eh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm probably gonna yeah. stop, but that's how I felt about a couple of the Beatles songs. Uh, I love a lot of the Beatles songs, but some of them I'm like, hmm, do I have to be high to listen to this and understand what they're <laughs> talking about? Um, well, they were. Uh, I, exactly. So I'm like, uh, so, but some of it is absolutely brilliant, and I could learn a lot from McCartney and Lennon and all that stuff. I, I but but some of it, I, I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel. Uh, I feel like that about some Zeppelin songs too. So the Beatles um, are scary. But like, some of them I love. Well, yeah, so, some I do love, but some I'm just more. I'm kind of like, eh, then I love. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are the amazing classics like Black Dog and, and Immigrant Song is a great song. It's, it's cool. Um, yeah, but there are some interesting ones I couldn't really wrap my wrap my head around. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. Oh, we don't have to. <laughs> we don't have to. It's all right. It's funny. And, and then, yes, as always, the other one is Philadelphia. Hello. And it, it's more and more, it's becoming my responsibility to, to make it happen. Yeah, for God's sake. Come on already. <laughs> you know what? So, uh, who do I deal with with uh, the business end of you? Oh, God, a couple of people probably. I'll have my people contact your people and your people can contact the other people that know my people. <laughs> Just go. kidding. When we get off the phone, we'll... I uh, will message you about it. Um, no, I, I mean, I I may or may not be touring pretty much right off the bat next year in January. Um, I can't okay. say for sure, uh, but I'm pretty sure it will be up in your area. But I don't want to make any promises because then you'd probably murder me, rightfully so. But <laughs> I, 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 I just want to make sure uh, first. But everything has to be confirmed. But I'm not going to say anything other than that. But, um, yeah, we... we we thought we were gonna have a little more time off, not so much. So <laughs> I hope I'll get to see you. Uh, yeah, me too. 
it, it like well, yeah. you should come down when you get those dates. I come down where? I mean, we have shows. I'm opening. Yeah, the I know you. Box, uh, the 26th away at the Chance Theater. I know so, that. I mean, you know, direct support. Get your butt over there. You know. See, well, here, here's where the whole problem comes. Like, <laughs> I am a father. I am a parent. So, like, when me and my uh-huh. wife do go to go out to get shows, like, we don't like uh-huh. going too far because. I have my two daughters here at home. The older one is going to be 19 in a couple of weeks. The younger one is wow. going to be 13. Wow. So, like, so I don't like going more, like, far away and leaving them home by themselves. You know what I mean? I got you. I got you. That makes sense. Well, you can always do a road trip. You know, camp out. Yeah. <laughs> it is beautiful out there, I got to tell you. I just got to, like, bring you down here. That's all. Get the band down here, well, play. Well, yeah. if I go over there, you gotta, you know, you gotta reciprocate and show your face in New York. Like, I've never seen a show in New York. Oh, uh, what is wrong with you? Oh, you know, I'm sorry I know. about that. I saw, I saw Pretty Reckless for the first time last night. I got, How were they? That's off my bucket list. Well, you know, I really love her songs. Uh, I really do. Um, and her producer and I are, are friends and. I just really want to see her live, to be honest with you. I love her guitar player. I would like, I would, I was so close to hopping on stage and grabbing and saying, you're just a genius. He's so good. Oh, he's so good. His voice is ridiculous, and he stole the show for me. I'm like, I could not stop watching it. The guitar solos, his singing. Oh, I was like, oh, my God. I would kidnap you if I could. <laughs> but, yeah, I probably would get a restraining order. So I did, did not for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd rather see you guys though than see them. So there you go. Aw, deal. Well, get us over there. Uh, you know what? Here, here's the deal too. Like something I've always wanted to do, and the weird part is I'm having like total fucking deja vu right now, which is even scarier. But something I've Ooh. always wanted to do was like throw a birthday bash for myself and have like my favorite bands play. Oh, that would be so fun. When is your birthday? April. April 25th. April 25th. I'm January 25th. Look at us. 25th, buddy. How about My that? My dad's is April 27th. You guys are Ooh. you guys are tortoises, right? Yeah. Oh, I like it. He's the same birthday as uh, Ace Freely. Is he? Dad, yeah. your birthday is the same birthday as Ace Freely. Oh, he's sleeping. Never mind. <laughs> oh, he's not sleeping. Your birthday is the same birthday as Ace Freely. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Dad said happy birthday. Well, you know, tell him that next year, but you're a little early. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, so bring your father, and we're going to celebrate together. Deal. Deal. Oh, my God, that sounds like so much fun. Yay. But, but you have to, you have to uh, remind me so I can, I can uh, tell all the guys to be available. Oh my God, that's so much fun! Yay, road trip! Woo-hoo. All right, all right, I I, I got right, I got to make this stuff happen. Is there any present that you want? Is no, like- I just want the band to play. Just want you guys to play. That's all. Have no, fun. I mean, like, is there anything that you want? Like, is there something, like, like one of those things that attach to the chair that massages you? Um, no. Like, like a like a shoehorn. What, what, uh, I'm trying to think of interesting things. Uh, 
I, I want a Rachel Lauren t-shirt. Really? Okay. I can make that happen. I can do that. See that? We'll even throw in like a signed poster. <laughs> Ooh, how about that? Uh, there you go. Such an arrogant ass. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, here, here, have a T-shirt with me on it, and here, have a poster with me on it. Oh God, I <laughs> how, about, how about I print, I print you a T-shirt of you. Oh yeah, just what I want. Uh, yeah, a, a picture of myself. <laughs> you know, here, that's a funny thing. Was, my wife actually did that. My my wife got me um, no. and. It, it's kind of it's kind of like a sad thing, but uh, a good friend of mine passed away. It's like eight nine years ago, oh, and it was like right after my birthday yeah. too. And oh, um, she got a picture of me and him, and put it on a shirt. And I was just like, oh, it was a great God, gesture so and all. Yeah, but I just I can never wear it. It's like been in yeah, my closet for eight years. Could, yeah, I don't think I could do that. Every time I touch it. That's right, good. right. Uh, that's really sweet, though. But I, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. uh-uh. <laughs> right. I, I don't know. My, right. my godfather passed away like almost nine years ago, and I'm like still torn up, and I don't even see pictures of him anywhere. All I have to do is like wow. be reminded of him, and I'm like a basket case. So I could not imagine a good T-shirt being printed uh, and wearing it. So no, never mind. Uh, that, that is a nice. Yeah, that yeah. is a nice thing, though. All right, let's, let's talk happy stuff. So November 26th, at the chance, <laughs> yeah. you're going to be opening up for uh, Sebastian, and you'll be playing with Big Guns? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what's so funny? The same time last year, this exact same time, we perfor- I performed, I opened for Skid Row. I just find, I find that so funny. And at the same place, the same Ooh. time last year, I opened for Skid Row. <laughs> this year, I'm opening for Sebastian Park. And I think I think Tony's gonna come too. And I'm just like, oh my god, this is just so weird and incestuous. I don't even know. What I, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's just gonna be like one love triangle. You have to let me know how Sebastian is. <laughs> I, will, I I this is gonna be my first time meeting him. I'm so excited. Um, so excited. I, I, I want to know how he is. Like on a one-on-one level, you not know, on stage or whatever. I've seen him many I times play. Phenomenal. I walked, I walked by him uh, at the festival. I was going to see Four by Fate, and I walked by his stage, and he was kicking some serious butt. Uh, he's still got it, but Ooh. no, I wonder how he is one-on-one. I know he just got married again. Um, yeah. I don't. I, I. I. I don't really know much much about him just from what I've heard, but. But I've I, heard I, a lot I know that Tony, Tony wants to uh, wants to talk to him. Um, after the show, I'm like, uh oh. All right, well, that'll oh be boy. interesting. Oh, boy. Comparing notes. <laughs> kind of what we fly on the wall. <laughs> that fly on the wall for that. Yeah, t- yeah. Tell Tony they need to call into my show and conduct that little conversation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you and I both can share in the joy. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Too funny. Yeah. So, all right, so November 26th <laughs> is that show. Uh, yeah. The I Hate Singles out there, everybody can get that. At all their favorable download spots, iTunes, yeah, Google Amazon, Play. blah blah blah. Yep, and the yeah. music videos on YouTube. Yep. Yes, it is phenomenal, phenomenal, yes, phenomenal. And we Thank have you. tons of new music coming out in 2017. And yes, what else? Your website, RachelLearningMusic.com, where you can find yeah, out I'm all the info. Yeah, I'm finally selling. Yep, I'm selling merch on there as well. Uh, finally, I got my store lined up, and it's all. It's all good. 
It's all good. It's happening, girl. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> all right. So you have to, uh, as soon as you find out any more dates for uh, early 2017, let me know. Yeah, I will. I and, will. I will. I'll be coaching them as well. Right when I find it. And let your people contact me to figure out. You know, <laughs> yes. My people that contact side of it. people. Right. Yeah. yeah. That means me. Well, I, I have no I want to do the April 25th thing. That sounds well, like fun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yay. We gotta I got to make this happen. All right. Yep. Okay. Beautiful. Rachel, it's Beautiful. always, always a freak of pleasure. You know, I love you. I love you too. Uh, oh, any big I'm Thanksgiving plans? Don't you cry. Well, you know, I just, I know we probably want to go skiing as always during Christmas time. So I think for Thanksgiving, we're probably just going to lay low and, you know, have just some family friends over. And, you know, nice. mom can. <laughs> Mom can go to Whole Foods and get all the stuff ready-made because she doesn't cook for jack shit, um, which, is, which is really funny. Come on. Uh, no, What's I mean, up with that, Mom? I, well, my dad doesn't cook either. I mean, it's pretty much like a let's order Chinese every night, which is okay. It's okay. Mom mom knows how to make really good spaghetti, though, with prego sauce and, and noodles. It's great. <laughs> so, so, yeah, she's probably going to yeah. just go to uh, Whole Foods and – and, um, you realize you're talking to an Italian now, right? I know. I mean, like, you probably, like, this is sacrilegious that she does, a mother doesn't cook. She, I understand that. Yeah. So if, you, yeah. if you would like to give me some cooking lessons, you go right ahead, because honestly, I would like to learn. I'd like to break that that family tradition of not cooking. Now, here's what we're going to do. Okay. We're gonna take it all, we're going to take this a whole step further, okay? So now for the birthday, okay. it's going to turn into dinner like because my yes. wife makes in she makes my grandmother's recipe yes. of our uh okay. of the gravy with the meatballs and the sausage and all that and oh my God, I'm hungry. oh it's it's to die for so you got to bring the family bring the band we'll have like a giant incredible italian yes. dinner i will bring dad and mom oh that sounds good Ooh, all there right go. sounds good as long as she lets me like watch and help because I, I do want to learn i really do Mom's under the impression that I'm going to burn down the kitchen, but I really believe that I can do this. <laughs> I believe that I can. So, yeah. I've, and I'll I've have plenty of wine for your oh. mom. Oh, plenty of wine. She's 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 a red wine drinker, heavy body, Cabernet, Malbec, you know, classic. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm I'm kind of an anything that has alcohol in it kind of girl, so I'm not. Hey, <laughs> I feel that. I feel your pain. <laughs> Yay. I just started. Right, uh, I just started drinking uh, Riuniti, Lambru- what was it Lambrusco? Ooh. Is that how you pronounce it? And I, I picked it up one night, and I've been hooked. It's just incredible. I can't get enough of it. All right. Well, that'll be the beverage of choice on the twenty fifth. Sounds good to there me. There you go. Cool. Well, my, right, I don't know, my my I don't know my my drink of choice. Uh, I'm like an old lady. Um, I get this from my grandma. We we like Bailey's <laughs> with with no oh. no yeah no rocks. We just like our our Bailey's. It's very strange, but every time we're around each other, we have to uh, 
drink Bailey's. Um, yeah. Here's a funny story for you. Uh, she, hold, she hosts Christmas parties every year. She's amazing. And uh, I was like eight years old, and I saw these little chocolate cups filled with Bailey's, and I thought it was chocolate milk. So I had like seven of them. Not good. Nice. And, oh, yeah. I passed out at like five in the afternoon. And everyone was wondering what the hell happened, and then they saw the tray with empty, empty chocolate cups <laughs> with Bailey. So ever since that day, I was, I was, I was hooked. That was you were hooked. It was not good at all. Uh, yeah. But, that is, but that seriously, is my like, choice. It, but think about this: Is there really a difference between Bailey's, Dunkin' uh-huh. Donuts iced coffee, and chocolate milk? I think not. Uh, well, you know. Bailey's is like the adult chocolate milk. <laughs> it, it, did you ever have chocolate wine? No, but that sounds like like the most amazing thing in the world. It's called Choco Choco Vine, I think it's called, or Choco Wine. Try that. It's like drinking like chocolate raspberry. Wow. I have a new favorite beverage already, and I didn't even try it. Oh. <laughs> Mix chocolate and wine together. It's like, oh my god, and it's a girl's dream. <laughs> yeah, you throw it, diamonds it's... in there and like little puppies, and you're good to go. Oh, <laughs> uh, there you go. Yeah, dreams are made from chocolate <laughs> wine and and puppies and diamonds. There you go. Always. Oh my god, it's absolutely <laughs> perfect. Too funny. <laughs> oh, I miss. All right, my dear. It's good talking to you, babe. It's always fun talking to you. Don't wait too long. It's so warm and fuzzy. It's all warm and fuzzy. Yeah, so, all right, so, a lot of planning to do. All right, I'm on it. Yeah, man. Good. Thanks so much for having me, too. All righty. Always. You know the door's always open. No. Love you. Love you, too. And until next time. Hey, I got the tune playing up. Cute up, too. I got to play it for everybody, so. All right, everybody. Yeah. Rachel, thank you as always. And uh, yeah. Oh, look, it's still. Let me. Uh, here, real quick before you go, 17 more seconds. Listen to this. This is Rachel Moran, and you're listening to Totally Different Radio, and I'm obsessed with these guys. I think I have a crush with their voices. It's not good. And they're so much fun, and I'm having so much fun, and I'm so happy <laughs> to be on this radio show. And you guys are like super cool and not insane, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no No, no, delete that oh. Uh, oh, do that Oh my god I sound like, like, a, like, a, like a valley girl Drinking Starbucks What the hell? You guys didn't want to tell me that? Uh, I was like, hey guys, uh, what's up? My name is Rachel Ryan. Oh god, shoot her, please And bury her in the ditch Oh my god Oh, that's oh, what that's I sound like This is why I don't like to listen to myself that was 18-year-old Rachel. Oh, God, shoot her. <laughs> that was love life, Rachel. I'm going to murder her. No, that was before. That was pop star uh, Rachel. Okay. That's, see, that sounds like pop star Rachel. <laughs> God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, too funny. All right, let's play this uh, tune. Have fun. Say hello to the family and everybody for me. And uh, yeah, we'll be talking soon. All right, my dear. Love you. Bye. Love you, too. Thank you so much. You're welcome.
what a freaking song. What a freaking female. What a freaking talent. There she is, Rachel Loren. Complete package. Easy speechless. Absolutely. <laughs> it's funny, like, I, I'm getting messaged, like, people are, like, inviting themselves to dinner at my house for this uh, this dinner. They they all want to come see Rachel. No, maybe you'll come up too, Janetti. Huh? I said maybe you'll come up too. Uh, yeah, you got to No. Come on, it's only an eighteen-hour drive. Yeah, right. I want to take it now, man. Take it back. <laughs> I'll, get, uh, I'll text you. I'll text you, and you can tell Rachel I'm waving to her. There you go. Well, you can just send like a video of yourself waving. Uh, uh, I'm sitting in the in the middle of a paper storm. It looks like a printer exploded in here. You're still going through all their papers? Yeah, well, there's a lot of shit. I'm trying to because come tomorrow is the uh, recycling tomorrow morning. So I'm trying to get through all this crap so I can recycle most of it. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Trying to be fiscal. Well, something like that. Fiscal. Let me see. Oh. Uh, real quick before we uh, we got a few minutes before a commercial break and then our uh, next interview. Uh, any Doctor Who news you want to do, uh, discuss? Uh, no. Unfortunately, I did not get to go to the theater to see uh, Doctor Who, The Power of the Daleks, coming out after 50 years in animation form. But it is starting this week uh, on BBC America. It starts, I think, at 8.25, actually, or 8.30, something like that, uh, on BBC America, and they'll be showing it weekly. So kind of like an, uh, a nice throwback to the old uh, Saturday Night Doctor Who watch. So be an interesting deal. Uh, and then you know, Christmas is right around the corner, unfortunately. But the only thing I'm waiting for is the Doctor Who special Christmas. As it gets closer, I'm sure I have more to discuss. I'm sure you will. We'll get you to watch it this year. I don't think so. Yeah. Come on now. Mm-hmm. It'll be on BBC uh, America. Read it. Read it. And uh, Chrissy will sit down with you and watch it. Yeah, they'll watch it. I won't watch it. No. No, come on. See, I know what it is. You're afraid you'll like it, and then you're screwed. Yeah. You, you're a completist. You have to go back and watch all the things. And trust me, I can bring you 50 years worth of, of DVDs. See, and you know what? And you would, too. And, and that's why I'm not even going there. <laughs> then you would drive up. You're like, all right, I have a mission in life now. Yeah, right? Uh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna sit down and watch all these things. Did you watch... Um, it was floating all around Facebook today. Uh, Metallica on Jimmy Fallon last night. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. 
I, you know, I think Metallic is now, it's like finally, you know, they're like, okay, just, we can make fun of ourselves now. So, it was. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, I love when Fallon does all those, uh, like, uh, kid music things he does, but I think that might yeah. actually be the best one. Yeah, I enjoy it. I don't watch too many of them. Most of them, you know, Jennifer Lopez or something like that. But that was a good one. Yeah. Let me see what else we got here. Uh, is that ready? No, Doctor Hugh. Uh, no, Doctor Hugh. Maybe Doctor Strange. Discuss the car. Uh, here's one for you. Um, DC Comics uh, is coming out with a crossover next year. Oh, goody. Green That's Lantern. Beautiful. Now they're crossing over with a with an independent comic company, and they're doing yeah. Green Lantern with the Planet of the Apes. Hmm. Well, now you know what they they would have had to been that. Because most of the time, when they when they do these major company crossovers with independent books, usually it's Batman that gets bit on. Right. Uh, you know, because they did Batman and the Predators. They did Batman and uh, how was that one? Uh, the girls, the Danger Girls, whatever they did. Yeah. Uh, so a few of them, they've done that with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles even recently. So Batman. Uh, right. So yeah, but yeah, I, I Planet of the Apes. It had to be the Green Lanterns. So I guess they're they're bringing DC Comics is uh, trying to bring you know Planet of the Apes into continuity of the universe. Yeah, plus with the new uh, the new Planet of the Apes movie coming out next uh, I think next summer in July. Mm-hmm. It'll be an Apes year next year. Yeah. And speaking of apes, Kong yeah, of that's what I was going to say. Kong yeah, Skull Kong. Island, the trailer was released, another trailer. It looks awesome. It does. You know, I'm glad they're doing something a little different than than just remaking another King Kong movie. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that earlier, too. Like, I was, like, saying to myself, like, that's a movie, like... When when was the first one? Like in the thirties or the forties? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's been redone how many times? Five, six times? It's the most remade, I think, movie ever done. Because they did it again in the seventies and then they did it again in the eighties and then they did it again in the nineties. Mm-hmm. It was like every ten years after a certain point they were starting to, to make one. Right. You know. <laughs> And I, mean, I, I got that poster hanging in my office too, the one from the yeah. '70s where he's standing on top of the trade centers. Mm-hmm. Now that one and the first one are the ones that I remember the most. The '80s right. one, the '80s one, I didn't like very much. I don't think, whatever reason. And the '90s one, it was fine, you know, but the the CGI was getting better. But other than that. You know, it was the same story over and over. Right. Um, exactly. Just different people. So, 
I'm glad they're going to do something a little different. Yeah, that's what I like too. They're finally starting to change it up a little. It took them what seventy years, <laughs> but they're finally uh, doing it. Oh, too funny! Too funny. I, I, yeah. They're also doing a Godzilla the King Kong coming soon. Right. So. And there's something they're trying to work on is um, another Crow, a Crow reboot. Yeah. And uh, did you see who they're possibly going to have uh, play Eric Draven? They're going to have what? I'm sorry? Who, who they're going to have play Eric Draven, the, the Brandon Lee role? Yeah. Yeah, the uh, dude from Aquaman, what's his name? Morello? Jason Morello. Jason Morello, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. There's a a friend I have in North Carolina, and she's very upset (laughs) by it. She's, She's hoping that they don't do it. But in the same sense, uh, James O'Barr, this is his, you know, uh, his original creation, and so, but he's taken back over creative control over the movie. Hmm. So I know he's happy about it. The creator, so you know, he wasn't he wasn't as happy with the first movie because it was very, you know, the movie had nothing to do with the comic book. Right. They changed a lot of it, and he wasn't as happy with it. He supported it, but he wasn't happy with it. And now he has the opportunity to remake it the way he wants it. So, we'll see. <laughs> Interesting. So, all right. There's so, let's. Uh, go ahead. What's that? We'll work no, go ahead. No, I was gonna, yeah, no. I was gonna. There's another movie they're remaking, and I can't remember what it is right now. But we'll talk about it afterwards. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's take our next commercial break. Let's take our commercial break and uh, come back on the flip side, and we'll have our interview with Mark Scott of Trickster. So stay tuned. Oh, you want me to pitch a radio show for you, huh? Absolutely. (laughs) All right, if you guys want to get driven good and hard, listen to Total Driven Radio. This is Paula Bell. Take my advice. You're going to love it. Tune in or tune out like me. Either way, you're going to have a good time. All right. Thanks. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Hey everybody, this is Nick Wilkinson with TV Nation and Totally Driven Radio and Entertainment. Sadly, each year, approximately 3.6 million children become victims of child abuse. My latest ebook, Child Abuse, The Ripple Effect, explores the long-lasting effects abuse can have on victims. Explore life after the abuse ends and how we cope with the tragedies of the past. Child Abuse, The Ripple Effect is available on Kindle for only 99 cents. And don't forget to check out my website, actingnotreacting.com, a common sense approach to teens in crisis. Let's work together and make this world a better place. And remember, stay driven. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. 
handwritten on 8.5 inch by 11 inch aged parchment paper and using smudge free ink to produce original high quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. Are you looking for a mortgage for that new home? Do you want to refinance to a lower rate, obtain cash out, or consolidation? If so, call Anthony Muscarella of Advisors Mortgage Group. Advisors Mortgage Group is a mortgage banker and loan our own money to First Lien Mortgage Loans. We have built a platform for a seamless and stress-free mortgage process, which remains our number one goal for all of our customers. We understand that success cannot be obtained without teamwork and communication, two of our most important strengths. If you're looking to apply for a loan or simply have some questions, please don't hesitate to give Anthony Muscarella a call at 732-749-3333, extension 12, who, by the way, has been recognized by Mortgage Executive Magazine as being one of the top 1% of originators in America. That number again, call Anthony Muscarella at 732-749-3333, extension 12, where we tailor our loans to meet your needs. Advisors Mortgage Group is an equal housing opportunity lender licensed by the New Jersey Department of Banking and Insurance. Branch NMLS number 173453. Loan Officer NMLS number 111400. Welcome back to Legion Radio and my system is crashing. You gotta love freaking modern technology, right? wonderful thing. This is me. Alright, let me see if I can get this uh, booty back up and get this interview playing for everybody. Gotta love it, right? Hey, hey this is John the- 5 and you're listening to oh, Totally Driven Radio. There you go. Now it comes on. Alright, I think we're back now. Let me do this. All right. All right, Janae, are you ready? I'm going to play this interview. And Janae is muted. And here we go. All right, everybody, here it is. Mark Scott of Trickster. I uh, did this interview this afternoon with him. So, uh, yeah, it's a really fun interview with me and Mark. And uh, you're going to hear a couple of Trickster tunes, too, to boot. So, here you go. Yo. Yo. Level check on, one, man. two. Seven eight. What's happening, man? How are you? <laughs> Good, man. Getting cold in Philly, isn't it? Uh, you know what? I'm still wearing shorts, so it's not that bad yet. Dude, it's unbelievable. It's crazy. It's getting it's there. good. Well, shit, man. I, I do. I, it's better than freezing your ass off. So forget about it. Absolutely, absolutely. But you don't have to worry about that what? out there in uh, Arizona, though. That's right. Why do you think? I, you, dude, actually, to tell you the truth, last winter I was out here for like three days. I fucking had frost on the car. I was like, holy shit, what the hell did I move here for? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it gets like that, then by noon, it's like 70, you know? <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, it's too funny. Yeah, because yeah, a buddy of mine, he's out there, too, and he's just like, dude, it's like ridiculous. He, and he's from Philly. He's like, it's just fucking wow. I'll tell you what, man, freaking, uh, you know, when you call into a joint, I want to be entertained. So, uh, aside from my, just my personal desire, I, I used to be even crazier than this. 
So, uh, you know, the idea of not being me, it's just me, you know, calling. Dude, right. I, I'm a very fortunate individual. I'm a very fortunate individual. I've uh, been able to experience my dreams and, and live it over 100 times. So, you know, the idea that Trickster's doing what they're doing now and we get to live a life that, that, that we love so much, I mean, that, it's a gift from God. So how the hell are you not happy and psyched about that? You know, I hear some guys that call in, thanks for having me on the show. It's like, what, you fucking kidding me? You know? Come on. Give me a goddamn break. It's the truth, though. It is the truth. Hell yeah. Come on, go rock it. Dude, look at you. You get to, you know, interview people all day and uh, have great time. Got a great goddamn show, totally driven, kicks ass. Come on. You know, I think a lot of people tend to dwell. Yeah, I'm not kidding, man. You know, God bless uh, I, I think a lot of people tend to dwell on negative stuff, man, and I don't understand why. I, I mean, the, the, I don't know. It's a human compulsion to sometimes wallow in your own crap. But, dude, come on. That's not what life is all about. you got to, you know, I, I do my very best to emphasize the positive things in life. And is my life perfect? No. I've got my problems, but I'm not going wallow in it all the time. You know, you got to step up with that crap aside. It has its place, but it really should not be in the forefront of your mind unless... Unless you're about to lose your house or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, something too, like I love whenever you're going to come on the show because I, I, I just, it cracks me up every time because you put it out there on social media and it's like a barrage of women just like start liking and sharing and hearting and everything else and I just crack up. Well, you know what? You know, number one, we, we we've got a lot of some people call them fans. I call them friends. You know, we, these are people that we've known twenty years now from playing, and you know, we see them again, again. And we can count on their support when we come to their city. So when someone gives that kind of level of commitment to what you do, they're not just fans; they become part of the family. You know, I love these people, and uh, I think in turn that they love us, and God bless it's a, it's a symbiotic kind of thing. And I, I think that's one appeal that Trickster has is, you know, we try to break down that barrier between the quote-unquote fan and the band. You know, everybody becomes family. Every show, after every show, we're hanging out. We don't just run to the limo and go back to the hotel. We, we, I mean, we, we like hanging out. That's half the fun, man. I mean, particularly that's where the bar is. So you know, <laughs> come on, man. That, you know, that's what it's all about. I mean, if you're going to get into this gig, you got, I, I, at least I personally like to live it to the fullest. And anyone that knows that's gone to a trickster show knows that we're hanging out. Even the arena shows, I come sometimes come and hang out. And say, what the hell are you doing out here? So I want to see the rest of the goddamn show. <laughs> so you know, it's a lot of fun. We, we, you gotta. You, I don't know. I think it's just an attitude, man. Uh, we gotta have fun doing it, man. Shit, doing a long time. You gotta love it. Absolutely. Now, you, were, weren't you guys just over uh, in the UK recently, too? We just did uh, the Rockingham Music Festival in Nottingham, England, and I gotta tell you, that was our first time in England. Kick ass, most triumphant. Uh, we headlined on a Friday night. I can't tell you what. An amazing reception! Uh, how honored we were to, uh, to to be part of the festival. Uh, the, the, the welcome we got was truly unparalleled. Really, an amazing experience. Great people uh, that that had us over there as well. I got to tell you, just this, you know, what real lovers of rock and roll, and to see that so far away and embrace Trickster like that, I was like, you know, it's amazing. It's an amazing experience, and I can't wait to go back. Really, really amazing. I, so that was the first time you guys ever went over there? I'm, like, shocked. You know what? Let me tell you something, dude. Here, here's a mystery. There's illusions of the business, and then there's the reality. 
And, you know, when you see the videos and the magazines and all that crap and the big crowds over here, there's something very strange that happened to Trickster a long time ago. When we got signed to MCA Records back in 1989, uh, our record came out in 1990 by the time it was done and promoted and slated and all that, uh, there was a problem with the distribution company associated with MCA Records. There was a company called, well, I guess it was MCA Distribution, or was it Uni, one of the two. Anyway, there was this one company that, that, had, that had the thing, and six months later they are going to lose their contract. So here comes the Trickster record, and in six months they're going to lose their jobs. So they say, so, well, what the hell are we going to promote this record for? We're out of here in six months. So they left, and then the new guys came in, and they just didn't get it all ramped up. And while we had three number one videos in America, we had no MTV airplay, no distribution of our record overseas. So somebody really dropped the ball on that. That's a behind-the-scenes kind of thing that a lot of people don't get to see. But the idea that we sell a million records in America and never went anywhere overseas was one of the hugest mistakes we ever made in our career. And I'm being candid, just being honest with you, you know, that, that's, that's, and, and that's not just rock and roll, man. That's business in, in, in general. I don't care if you're, you know, you're selling freaking teddy bears or goddamn pajamas. You know, if you've got some strong market you want to expand, there's, there's bigger countries, there's a lot more people to play to or, or sell your product to, you know, around this great world. Uh, people right. don't seem to realize America is not the biggest country in the world. There's only 320 million people in America. Something like China is 1.3 billion. India, there's another uh, billion people. In Africa, Europe, I mean, you, you think about the global marketplace, there's a lot of people to play to out there. And when you limit your marketplace to just, let's say, America, what happens when things go bad here? Where are you going to go? And that's what happened to Trickster uh, when when the when uh, the grunge came to town and Trickster started to fall around 93, 94, something like that. Uh, you know, we, we really didn't have somewhere to go. That's messed up. Uh, we went to Japan, kicked ass, did uh, two shows over there uh, and, and almost went gold and never went back. That's messed up. We 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 made our share of mistakes, you know. I, I, I'll step up and take responsibility for it. I don't want to pass the buck to somebody else, but realistically, it wasn't just our fault, you know. But and it's not just it, you know, it's not just a band that takes the hit. It's the record company. It's it's a lot of people, you know. So you know, it's uh, it's a collaborative effort that somebody should have been on. And you know what? Ultimately, the reason why I take responsibility for it is because. We should sit back and say, hey, why isn't this happening? Let's get on it, you know? So, man, I guess we're making up some ground now. <laughs> <laughs> well, years later, I mean, you're, you've become like a businessman over the years with different ventures and all. Do you take more of a business approach to things now as well with Trickster? No. Uh, to be honest with you, no, I really have not. And that's kind of weird. With Trickster, it's a different animal. Uh, everybody's got family. Think that guys, everybody's got something else going on. So uh, it's not the priority to the extent that it used to be back in the old days, so to speak. So, it, you know, I, I, honestly, who knows what the future might bring. But as it stands right now, we're just having a hell of a lot of fun. <laughs> and that's, you know, and, and, and I think there's a fine line between making it your business and just kicking ass and rocking. Well, right, right now we're just kicking ass and having fun, bro. That's awesome. Is there going to be? Yeah, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. Uh, in time, I gotta believe it. Sometime, yeah. Uh, human error is still really well received. So, I mean, God bless America. It's a, uh, it's a beautiful thing, and we're also exploring foreign markets. 
So uh, I think we still got some life out of this guy. We're gonna we're gonna you know beat it until it's a dead horse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, yeah. I mean, all kidding aside, like you know, there's so much more to be done. You know, uh, we have a, we we only did our first two European cities this past you know the past six months uh, to not conquer Europe, to not go to Japan, to not go to these other places. Oh, we did Peru also. Who the hell goes Peru? You know, people are in South America that love rock and roll. Freaking millions. Yeah, right. So I mean, yeah. the idea of the whole oh, we're just gonna make another like, bullshit. Let's let's get let's get down there, dude. Let's go back. Let's go this place. Let's go, you know, this people. I get emails all the time from all over the country: Czech Republic, Poland. Like, oh, yeah. really? You know, man, at Russia. I mean, holy yeah. crap! They want they are dying for people like tricks to come over there, and you know, yeah. it's like it's a crime not to do it. How do you not do that? You know, it's like, hey, come on, really? You know where else too? That's kind of like a foreign land. Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> you got me, man. You got me, dude. I love Philly. You know I do. We did the, I, one of the two of the most amazing times uh, times in the arena we ever had was doing the Spectrum. We uh, opened once for Scorpions, opened once for Kiss, and let me tell you something. That, that place holds a very special place in my heart. And you know why? Goddamn Rocky Balboa, brother. I mean, I, I remember walking around outside purpose because I wanted to see the statue. And at the time, the statue was right outside the spectrum. So I got to yep. stand next to it and look at it like, oh, dude, check it out. It's Rocky. It's a movie and all that crap. You know what I mean? So to kick ass where Rocky kicked ass, I mean, and sell it out. Holy crap. Dude. You know, it was amazing. It was really amazing. And uh, the way, also the way, it, well, the, at least the way it was set up, uh, the people appeared to be closer to the stage than most arenas. The way they had it stacked, I think it was a higher oh, really? the pitch on 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 the the pitch on the seating appeared to like go at a steeper angle, thus bringing the people a little closer to the stage. Like it made a, you could probably fit the same amount of people in a smaller footprint or something like that. But man, I got to tell you, Philly kicked ass every time we played. So you know, you, we, it's not like we haven't been there, but lately, yeah, we've been slipping. We got to get back over there. <laughs> You know, it's amazing, too, like, when I talk to people like yourself and all, where they can remember, like, little things about each city that stand out. Yeah, yeah. Well, still, you know, still, you, I, I, I hate to reference Rocky again, but, dude, when you get the stairs up to the museum, come on, you know, how do you not remember that? How about Independence Hall? Let's talk about America for a minute. Let's talk about right. the Liberty Bell. Come on, you know, you Philadelphia, give me a break. Dude, I'm, I would grew up in Jersey. The only time I did the film like a million that we recorded our second record at Cajun Victory Studios in frickin' Pennsylvania, which isn't far from Philly. Come on. You know, it was in our it was in our blood for crying out loud. We did small venues, we did large or a troubadour, uh, what else did we do there? God, I can't even remember. King of Prussia. Oh my god, I remember King of Prussia. And it's not just the the, the, the landmarks, it's the people. Uh damn, Wilkes Bear, Pennsylvania, holy crap, you know how many times we played out there? And yeah. the people, Erie, oh, my God, I could tell you some stories about Erie. Mercy of the law, mercy of the law. I mean, yeah, all kidding aside, I I remember I, I remember the, the people. I remember the, the venues. I, you know, hell, yeah, you know, come on. And, and Pennsylvania, just historic, really. I mean, it's, it's part of America. It's like D.C., man, come on. You know, people. Right. A lot of people don't think about that. They really, really lose sight of that sort of thing. You know, what the, what, what the country's all about, it's like. Come on, man, get in tune here, you know? They're, they're right worried on. about their Facebook or some bull crap like that, you know? <laughs> uh, or, or they're worried about uh, the election that has gone on. 
Well, yeah, or I guess they're still worrying about it. You know, I, I, you know what really bothers me about the whole thing? Everybody, number one, everybody's entitled to their opinion, and you want to protest, you have a right to protest also. That's fine. But what kind of message are we sending to the rest of the world? Holy crap. I mean, they got to look at oh. these people are crazy. They got, they got to look at the, what's going on in the news and say, these guys are just out of their freaking mind. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, uh, oh, it's crazy. I don't, I don't know where your head's it's about scary. it, but, dude, I, I think everybody's got to chill the freak out a little bit. Yeah, I think they need to, like, sit back, eat some good food, drink some good beer, and uh, listen to Trickster and just fucking chill out. <laughs> We're going to make you the, the Presidential Council Council of Music Advisory. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You're so it. funny, Meg. <laughs> so, but you actually got to spend time with our president-elect at one point. Actually, I was very fortunate. It was uh, 1992. Peter Lauren, our singer, and I uh, did a celebrity softball game at Yankee Stadium. Uh, every, once a year, the American Cancer Society gets a bunch of celebs. They get some East Coast celebs and West Coast celebs, and they have this all-star softball game before one of the big games at Yankee Stadium. And uh, Donald Trump was the team captain for New York. So uh, it, it was really amazing that, number one, you know, we, I guess we were really rocking at that point, and, and uh, they even considered us to, to be part of the team, which I thought was amazing. But uh, we show up, and, and <laughs> I remember getting a telegram. They have this uh, itinerary letter that comes to, please be at this location at 10 a.m. And they have big, bold letters. I'm like, oh, crap. How the hell am I going to make it to New York by 10 a.m.? I'm going to freaking die. So I probably stayed up like the night before just because I didn't want to miss it. And I go with Pete. We get over there. It's 10 a.m. We're in the locker room. We get there, and nobody's there but just me and Pete. We're like, what the hell is this 10 a.m. bullshit, you know? <laughs> Uh, so we're standing there. We start to get changed into the uniforms. They give us uniforms to wear and all kinds of crap. And uh, in walks Donald Trump. So in this big locker room, this Yankee locker room, me, Pete, and Donald Trump walks in. We look at him. He comes right over, sends his arm, and goes, Donald Trump, how are you? It's like, this is crazy. <laughs> and he, he comes in. He takes the locker right next to me. You know, so I'm getting changed. He comes. He starts taking off his clothes. I'm like, this is really freaking weird. <laughs> he's trying on some uniforms and stuff, and as he's doing that, in walks Regis Philbin, in walks Blair Underwood, uh, Drake Hogeston, Ron Silver, uh, I can't even, oh, Rima Zilli. I mean, like some crazy, you know, just, just so many stars. It was just so awkward. I don't know. It was like 25 freaking stars there, guys from TV, soap operas and movies and all kinds of crap. It, it was just so surreal. And the, the funny part was, out of all everybody, it was myself, Mr. Trump, Regis Silvin, and Gregory Harrison, who played Gonzo on Trapper John M.D. We were the four guys that were the nucleus of what the hell was going on. Whatever we did, everybody else followed. Everybody waited to see what we were going to do first. <laughs> it's really funny. I don't know how it happened, but that's the way it worked out. But uh, what, what a great time. And, and, and the thing that was really so great about it, it wasn't everybody standing up at a press conference. It was a bunch of guys hanging out in the locker room, goofing off, having fun. Regis Philbin was having a push-up contest with Blair Underwood. Hysterical. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Everybody's throwing money on the floor. Come on, he can do it. <laughs> it's just freaking crazy. But the, the, the thing that I really valued about the experience is that I got to see these people as they are as people. And that's one thing I noted about Mr. Trump. He was a class act. He was a lot of fun. Everybody had a great time, but 
there was so, like, I hear some of the t- things that, that, that people accuse him of saying, and there wasn't anything like that. And if anything, we were in a venue where it would be even acceptable to say some of those things. So, you know, I'm like, dude, the guy's not like that. He was a class, class act, a lot of fun, and we made fun of people, and even Mr. Trump was the butt end of jokes at times, and he laughed about it, you know what I mean? A good sport, a lot of fun, and just just a really, i got to tell you, a really super nice fellow. Uh, he even, uh, my parents went to the game to see me play at Yankee Stadium. So after, after we did our softball thing, he came out, he even met my parents and sat with them and talked to them for a while. But, I mean, they're nice. He didn't have to do it. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't anybody. He didn't need anything from me. He wasn't, like, you know, winding me up for anything. He was just a super nice fella. He didn't have to do that. He was just something but a sweetheart of a guy. And uh, I, I got to tell you, as a person, he's aces in my book. And I truly believe, if given the opportunity, and the opportunity he will have, if the people take a step back and offer him the opportunity to do what he really can do, I believe that at our next State of the Union, People are going to go, holy crap, this son of a bitch really can do something. I truly, truly yeah, right. believe that. You know, I think a lot of people have a weird perception of what this guy is all about. And is he the norm? No, he's not. No, he's not. What's the, but then the question is, what's the norm? Look where our country is right now, where we used to be and where it ought to be. And I truly believe, he, is he aggressive? Does he have a strong mind and strong opinions? Yeah, he does. And you know what? I think we need him. I really think we do. I totally agree. I totally agree. So I'm very curious to see how things work out. I, he certainly has my vote of confidence. Uh, I, I love the idea that he's not a politician, you know, and we have, uh, you know, mind you, let's keep in mind, this is another added amazing thing. Uh, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. However, that being said, Mr. Trump is of the Republican Party, and our Senate majority is Republican, and the people who control Congress are Republicans. So you know what? If you're going to get something done, it's great to have everybody on the same side of the fence. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? So I'm very curious to see. I'm, I'm very optimistic about where we can go from here. And uh, he, he certainly pulled off something that, that a lot of people thought was impossible. <laughs> I think they're gonna, the surprises are only about to start. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got I, I to tell but all kidding aside, yeah, class act. Super guy. We did tons of photo ops together on camera. Super nice guy. He, you know, and, and did, did not have a political agenda at the time, not in 1992. But I sure. truly believe we saw a reflection of his true character, and he was nothing short of a true gentleman. Now, when you get into situations like that, like when you were younger and, you know, you're here in Yankee Stadium, I mean, uh, and you got all these uh, locker room full of celebrities and all, are you, do you just, like, kind of sit there and say, like, I'm just a kid from Jersey playing drums. Like, how the hell did this happen? <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you, all kidding aside, there are very many moments like that. Even today, dude, we, you know, lucky these days we've been, shit, you know how many people I've opened for in the past five years? I mean, the list is just ridiculous. Ted Nugent, Poison, Brett Michaels, Rat, uh, uh, I can't even, Vince Neal, I, I can't even keep, you know, I'm probably forgetting ten other bands, but the idea that we get to do this, it's amazing, but, you know, now we look back, we've been doing it for, like, 25 years. It's like, holy crap, you know. I have friends now that are celebs, and, and, you know, it's an amazing thing, but, you know, it's not the celeb factor. They're good people. I've also become not friends with celebs because I didn't like them as people, you know. And, and I think right. at a certain point, you, you end up stop differentiating, oh, I'm going to call my celebrity friends or just my friend, you know what I mean? 
And I'll give you I'll give you another example. Mick Brown, drummer from Dokken. Uh mm-hmm. I became friends with him because I love the guy, not because he plays drums in Dokken, you know. I knew the guy for the longest time, but we didn't become friends until more recently. I moved out to Arizona, he's out here. We become very good friends and I can't tell you how I truly value the relationship with him as a person. You know, talk about a positive, upbeat guy. You think I'm upbeat? This son of a bitch is off the goddamn clock, man. He's completely crazy. He is completely crazy. But talk about a guy that doesn't have an agenda. His agenda is fun. If you're not having fun, you don't want to talk to you. So, I don't know. Him and I get along pretty goddamn good. (laughs) I can imagine. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, that's just one example, you know. But, you know, I'm I'm not going to talk about the negative side. But there's many people that said they wanted to hang out. And, you know, I really didn't like them very much. So, I didn't freaking see them. So, you know, at a certain point with the whole celeb thing, you know, I guess it's kind of weird at times when you're in a locker room in Yankee Stadium full of celebrities to go, holy crap, how the hell did I get here? You know, at a certain point, it's like, you know what, that's the gig. And you got some good apples, you got some bad ones, and it's just like regular people. So, you know, that's really all it is. You know, I think that all that, that fancy glitz stuff gets, gets uh, brushed aside after you get used to that sort of thing for a while. You know what I mean? This is true. But yeah. you know something else we never got a chance to talk about, and I always wanted to ask you about this whole uh, Global Star Productions. What is that? <laughs> global Star Productions is the film production company. They have done I don't know fifty different movies and different kinds. Uh, a couple of very successful ones too. Uh, one of which is called The Monkey King. Uh, the Monkey King was the biggest movie out of China in 2014. It's a Chinese movie in China, you know, in Chinese uh, Mandarin. Uh, and uh, it stars Donnie Yen, who's arguably one of the world's biggest superstars in uh, martial arts. Uh, he, he also Chow Yun Fat, Academy Award uh, nominee. Uh, these guys uh, have put something out. Uh, people don't understand something like I touched on before. When you have a movie that's big in China, China has 1.3 billion people as opposed to America's 320 million people. Let me ask you a question: Where do you want a movie to be big, in America or China? Yeah, so you, you see what I'm getting at? So Global Star Productions owns 50% of that movie. And the idea is to bring it to all the non-Asian-speaking territories. And that's what we're working on now, getting it out to uh, America, Europe, to India, uh, New Zealand, you know, all the, all the places that, uh, that don't speak Chinese, so to speak. We're going to convert it to an English movie and, uh, and get it the hell out there. It's been somewhat difficult. It'll be the first time anyone's ever done that. Uh, normally they take something like an Iron Man or Transformers and they put it into Chinese and, you know, that sort of thing. Right. But now we're doing it backwards. And Hollywood has been a little funny as far as its reception to it until lately. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. But we have a video game coming out on the Stan Lee app, Stan Lee of Marvel Comics. Uh, on Thanksgiving it uh, releases, and it's uh, going to be pretty awesome. You can just uh, look for Stan Lee's Kids Universe. We're on that in uh, the Monkey King oh. game. And yeah, it's pretty pretty freaking cool. You download it free on your cell phone. Nice. I thought I saw. I, was, I thought I saw you put something about Stan Lee recently too. Yeah, we just did a big uh, LA Comic Con event with Stan. Uh, that was a couple weeks ago, and uh, it's an amazing. He's an amazing. He's like ninety three years old, and he's still doing. He's kicking ass. It's amazing. And the honor of being associated with a guy like that, and to do business with a guy like that, it's really uh, truly an honor. You know, and sure. he's he's looking at the younger generation kids, and he sees Monkey King as something he wants to put his uh, his little uh, you know uh, logo on, and 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 we're honored to be a part of that. It's really an amazing kind of thing, 
and uh, we're looking forward to a prosperous future together. And uh, we believe the Monkey King brand for the youth is really going to be something very strong. But it's going to take a little more time. We've got a little more work to do. How about yeah, any more uh, ventures or? Any more what? I'm sorry. Restaurant uh, ventures? No, no, no. Well, not now. I mean, it's <laughs> funny you mention. Uh, I, I, every once in a while, I give it a thought. I look at a spot and say, you know, that would be an interesting spot. But uh, at this moment in time, I'm going to say no. But if something does happen, I'll give you a call. <laughs> We'll, we'll fly you in for the grand opening, bro. <laughs> hey, man, I'm always willing to eat. You don't have to twist my arm. Oh, man, I'm telling you. I, man, you know, it's not even the eating thing. The dangerous part for me when I had my own freaking restaurant was the bar. When, you, when you're able to just turn around and pour yourself a damn drink and all that liquor sitting there, it's like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it, it starts around lunchtime with the businessmen come in, and then I pour a shot for the bar, and there's like, somebody wants to buy me a drink at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, Here we go. You know, and I'm going to be at the restaurant until midnight. <laughs> so the idea of pulling that off five, six days a week, it's like, oh, my God, you know. Uh, it, yeah, you get, you get, exercising self-control sometimes is very difficult, particularly when you have a bar full of people cheering you on. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Josh, come on and have a drink. He's like, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> but, uh, it, I mean, i got to tell you, it was so much fun I've had. And, you know, I, I think about – I'm not going to def- rule out definitely never have one again. But uh, uh, one one thing is for sure, and a lot of people don't necessarily understand this whole restaurant business stuff. Is it a tough business? Yeah. I, I hate when people say that because they really don't understand what's tough about it. Not the long hours. It's not the narrow profits. It's not, I mean, every, any business is hard if you're going to make it successful and really apply yourself. The biggest problem with the restaurant industry, aside from getting screwed out of the gate with the idea that your cost per goods is so high, it's that you're attempting to exceed expectations of people with unrealistic expectations every day. And that is, that is the kind of thing that beats you down as a person. And I got to tell you, man, when everybody wants to see Gus at the restaurant, Gus is there, and they don't pick a table because you're not there, and Gus has got to be there all the time, so people are there all the time. It's like, wow, that, the commitment to, to, to a service above self is, is just, it, got, it totally floored me, and it's just too much, you know what I mean? It got to a point, you know, you, you can imagine, you know, it, it's just, it, it made me crazy, and it's made me start to hate people. I hate to say that. But it's true, you know. I mean, when people talk to you all day, you know, you can't even run outside to take a piss. I mean, you know, somebody, you know, hey, Gus, hey, Gus, shut up. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's a little nutty, but uh, yeah, I, I think that's that's a, that's a something I have to keep in check. And anybody that owns any business, you're gonna work long hours like that. You gotta take breaks, and that's one thing I didn't do. I didn't I didn't get away from it enough. Uh, is it something very valuable in taking time off and reapproaching something with a clear head and a clear vision and a strong something inside, you know? So I'm hesitant to – I'm not going to say never, but at this present time, I've got too much going on. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. You'll, believe me, some happens you're going to know about it. <laughs> very good. <laughs> cool. So, all right, so you guys got some shows coming up. You're playing uh, December 10th. With yes, December tenth. Yeah, that's Versailles, Ohio, at the BMI Speedway. That's going to be a rocking gig. And then the next week, it's December seventeenth at Corbin Arena in Kentucky. Corbin, Kentucky. That's going to be a crazy show. 
That's Rat with Lita Ford, Firehouse, Us, and Jack Russell from Great White. Bam. Oh, nice. Hello, how are you? I mean, that, that's going to be a killer damn show. Uh, Versailles, Ohio. Damn, Ohio has been a primary market for us since 1989. I mean, Jesus. Uh, Ohio has been somewhere very special for us. So coming back there is always an amazing, amazing time. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to December, bro. It'll be a very Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Ohio's like, uh, it's like a really um, hotbed now, that that area for music. A lot of good bands coming out of that area. Dude, I'll tell you what, man, it always was. And I, maybe a lot of people don't realize that. You know, it's kind of funny. We were guys from New York and New Jersey. Well, New Jersey, realistically. I, I refer to it as the tri-state area, uh, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. And, uh, you know, it, it was kind of weird to think we did well there. But it wasn't our primary market. Places like Ohio were the primary states that we that we would conquer, uh, and uh, we did better in Pennsylvania than we did in 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 Jersey. Kind of weird, you know. Uh, Ohio, the same thing. God, when we played, all we played the, everything from every little nook and cranny to the biggest places in Ohio. I mean, from the Ridgefield Coliseum to the Newport Music Center to God, uh, Akron Agora. You know, I mean, so. Coming back there, damn, just more recently the J.D. Legend sold out with Duncan was freaking amazing. Freaking amazing. Yeah, I'm good. I mean, and what a hoot of a freaking time. Oh, I love outdoor shows. You know, like just um, in Ohio, freaking Ohio. These guys <laughs> rock. It's a real rock. Man, I'm telling you, it's definitely an infrastructure of rock. There are people that love rock and roll. So going to places like that, I've got to tell you, <laughs> I look forward to it, man. I really do. It's pretty awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, man. So when are you going to meet us out there or what? Dude, come on. Get a road trip going. I'll bring, put you on the list. You're in. I would love to. I would love to. Well, you could do. You know you You know you want to. Come on. Come on out. Just let me know. Let me know how many. I'll put you on the list. Put you, put you on the list. You're all set. You can sleep in my room in the hotel. What do you say? All right? Just uh, you better you better bring some protection. <laughs> I'm not even kidding, bro. We'll have a, we would have a hoot. We would have a freaking hoot. I'm not even going to sleep. Tell you, I'm going well, to show up, no sleep for at least, you know, I don't know, 60 hours. So, I, we're going to rock, man. It's going to be you, fun. I would definitely be in trouble. I, if I you hung out with me, you would get pregnant. I swear to Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Say, we're in. You going to meet me in Ohio or what? You're coming. Oh. Yeah, that's it. You said, what, what am I going to tell the girl? What am I going to tell the girl? Oh, yeah, you got problems. I'm not oh, ready for anyone. Honey, I got business. Oh, yeah, what are you doing? Going to trips? No, you're not. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so put the embargo on, dude. You'll be in the doghouse for a month at least. A month? Come on. 2017. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be in divorce court. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, that's where I'm at. Shit, man. <laughs> Oh, you're too funny. Well, yeah, yeah. Always, always a freaking blast. Hey, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. you you've you supported us uh, for, for some time now, and, man, my heart goes out to you. My sincere thanks. And, uh, you know, something like Totally Driven is, is is hold a close place in my heart, bro. I can't tell you how much I really appreciate it. The, the shows that actually promote rock, that, that play rock, uh, are, are not as plentiful as they used to be. So it's something special you got going on there, bro. I can't tell you how much uh, it doesn't get overlooked. Thank you, man. Much appreciated. Pick a Sandy. You're the man, baby. Come on. What's that? You pick one from the new album. 
And then I'm going to pick an <sighs> old classic for Splatoon. Okay, you pick the classic. Um, you need, well, there's a couple. It's hard to pick just one. Right off the bat, I'm gonna, uh, the, the first thing I always say is Rocket D has your nice track one. It's a great opening cut. Freaking love it. However, if I want to be egotistical, uh, the drums on track four for you is pretty kick ass. I gotta, I gotta, I, I hate for my ego to take over. But you know, not only are the drums great, the uh, the whole song is great. But Steve, his guitar playing on track four, the solo is just freaking amazing. Uh, so you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say it up for Steve's solo. <laughs> track four for you. That's that, that's that's the go. song to rock it out, man. Great. And, yeah, it's just the guitar is wild on that one. Cool. Well, that's what we're going to do for you, just for you. I'll I'll do it for Steve Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Can't forget Steve Brown. (laughs) Cool. Mark, again, thanks so much. And, uh, yeah, we've got to do this again in the new year. Oh, you know, whoa, whoa, I forgot the most important question of the day. Uh Talk to me about uh, Rachel Lauren. Where is she playing lately? Ooh, uh, Rachel's my (laughs) favorite. She is a sweet. I, you know, I checked out her video today. Bam! Wow! Bam! Yeah, don't forget her name, man. She's going to be uh, just, the next big one. Well, I'll tell you what. She got my vote, and you know, I'm going to have to post something on the page and salute Miss Lauren. I think that yeah. uh, she's really got something going on there, dude. Really kicking ass. She just did her first uh, little first tour. She was out there for about six weeks. Just got back, and yeah. Man, I'll tell you, if someone new these days to go out there and do it, she, she, she's got my salute in more areas than one, so God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Bay, <laughs> I thank you again, my friend. I love you. And get your ass out to Ohio, all right? Yeah, yeah I'm going to say, uh, hello, uh, Mrs. Ragney. Uh, yeah, I need a hall pass for December 10th. <laughs> hey, bring her along. We'll really get crazy. Oh, Don't worry, don't worry, you folks can stay in my room. Oh! <laughs> dude, dude, have another vodka. You'll be okay. Don't worry about it. Oh, uh, yeah, thanks. Sure. <laughs> hey, thanks so much, bro. I really appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Mark. Take care, man. Well, later on, brother. Yeah, I've been blessed a thousand times, and it's time to justify. Yeah, I've 
go. Marcus Scott of Trickster and a little bit of Trickster music for you. He is freaking hysterical. He really is. Oh, so. All right, Janetti, you there? Unmute yourself, Janetti. Hello? Maybe not. All right, so. Uh, real quick. Next week, next Thursday night is Thanksgiving, so we will not be on the air. Um, we will be on the air this weekend, either Saturday or Sunday night, I'm not sure yet, uh, for an episode of Toads and Radio Rocks, uh, where I'll be playing, uh, usually it works out to be about two, two and a half hours of music, as well as uh, an interview, and this week's interview is uh, Chuck Garrick from Alice Cooper's band, as well as his own band, Bisto Blanco. So uh, that'll be this weekend's uh, featured artist. And uh, taping another interview tomorrow, which will be for the following week. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned to all the social media pages, Toby Driven Entertainment, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Toby Driven Radio, ToadyDrivenRadio.com. Check us out everywhere. And uh, Janetta, you back yet? Yep. I was on there here. you go. Yeah, I figured that. Of course. Yeah, so uh we have a little vacay, man. We have uh we have a week off. And the uh, the dog sounds happy about that. Yeah, dogs are like dogs are always real happy. <laughs> Too funny. So uh n- another little funny thing I wanted to uh, talk to you about, uh as I was up at uh my buddy Bert's uh today get worked on in the car um he's been going to like a lot of uh auctions on the weekend like you know, like going to auction houses and checking out auctions and seeing what's going on and, all. and he's always uh, uh checking out like craigslist free section and picking up stuff and like flipping it and making money he was telling me one day he found um uh not not tops but like top covers or so- something to do with uh, Porsche convertible top or something he filmed. But anyway, he, he somebody put them on the curb for free, curb alert. And he sold them on eBay for 900 bucks. Wow. Yeah. So, and, and he's always coming across goopy stuff like that. So he was like, he, he's been working in the car business now probably like 25 years. And he's just like, dude, I'm just so tired of it. I just want to get out. He's like, I just want to He's like, I just want to go and find stuff on, on people's curbs and sell it. And, you know, uh, he goes, actually, I want to open an auction house. I just need to find a building with electric, uh, put a sound system in, hire an auctioneer, and just sell stuff. And, and I want to do house cleanouts and all this. I'm like, so he's telling me all this. I'm like, so basically what you, like, want to do in life is you want to be uh, Sanford and Son. He's like, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You know what? Honestly, I don't think it'd be a bad luck. Oh no. Yeah, you know what? I, I would love to do that too. I mean, it sounds fun. It really does. Yeah. So there's actually some guys that uh, that do that in Virginia, in Roanoke, Virginia. Um, they're even on TV. They were on TV. I don't know if they still are. Uh, on one of the DIY or DIY channels, whatever it is. Uh, right. 
where yeah, they just have a place and they go out and they they clean out old places and and take what they can and basically sell it. You know, they have a big uh, big area to do it. So it's not un unplausible. No, it's it's, it's really not. It's really not. I mean, if you can find like I told him, he's like, I need to just find a place for a thousand a month. I'm like, dude, you can find. I'm sure, with no doubt, a thousand a month, you can find a place to do it, like with ease. Well, you know, where is he at? He's in your area. I don't know about that, but you know, he, he's in the he's in Westchester, which is actually even nicer. Um, yeah, yeah. So but I'm there's like, yeah, you know what? I I think he could like in not like on a main section. Uh, excuse me. But I think he can yeah. find something like there's little industrial areas. I think he can find something in there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yes, maybe. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Nowadays, never. I was just thinking too. Like I was saying to Jess the other day. Like uh, we used to go down to Newcastle uh, Farmers Market in Delaware a lot. For their flea markets on the weekends, and we haven't gone in a while. I was saying there the other day, I'm like, hey, we should go down Sunday. But then uh, I got a thing on eBay. I think it was yesterday for, um, you know, free listings. Yeah. And it expires Sunday, so I think that's going to be my huh. my day. Sunday is going to be uh, spent in the basement listing another batch yeah, of stuff. I've, I've, I am still in the midst of my sale. Um, I even listed, like, I found this, this uh, a goofy old uh, Beavis and Butthead button. I don't know who got it for me. I don't remember where, but I never took it off of the backer card. Right. Uh, so I found that the other night, and I was like, all right, yeah, 3 o'clock in the morning, I stuck that thing on eBay. By the time I woke up, it had sold. Come on. Where to go? Where to go? It's amazing, isn't it? It is, man. The stupidest stuff. And and I even had, it was funny because I didn't realize that it sold. And some kid sent me an email and, and didn't didn't have any of the, uh, what about what item he was sending about. And all he right. said was, are you willing to take less for this item? And he, he emailed me back. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I emailed him and I said, what item? You know, it doesn't say which one you're talking about. He emailed me back and he said, "Oh, I'm sorry, it's the the Beavis and Butthead button." And I went and I looked at it and I was like, "It's it's not there." <laughs> what, what happened? To it? I thought maybe they had stopped it. Uh, and I looked and it sold. I had to I had to email the guy back. He's like, "Dude, it already sold. I didn't realize it did." <laughs> so no, oh, I don't think less because it already sold. <laughs> Have you ever had? I've had people. Like, uh, yeah, you know, like they'll throw a best offer in there and I don't answer it like quick enough, like literally like within 10, 15 minutes and they just kind of say, screw it and just pay the full price, which I'm quite happy for. I'm like, cool. (laughs) Most of the time I've had a couple of, uh, I've had, uh, I used to get the ones I used to get were the worst ones were the, uh, I didn't make a buy it now price for it. Mm-hmm. Just put it on auction and started it and let it go. You got like 10 people watching it 
You always get that one schmuck who will offer you $5 for it. Right. You know, it's like, hey, would you take this much for it? I'd say $5, but whatever it is. Would you take this much for it? No. (laughs) I didn't really have a buy it now price, so good luck with the auction. You know, you can get, you, maybe you can get it for that. I doubt it, yeah. but maybe. People are crazy. They really are. Yes, they is. Too funny. So, but I still, yeah, I still have, I think I've sold, uh, 25 items. 25 items at least since uh, yeah, since I started a couple weeks ago. And it runs through uh, the end of the month. The right. Keep going. I still got about 200 and some items. But, I'm, but I've been putting like like every couple of days I'll throw like two or three items on there. And it's funny because like a couple of times they sell before I <laughs> realize. I've had a good week so far. Huh? I've had I've had a good week on eBay. I, just, I sold a uh, a Bura on eBay for a hundred bucks. Uh, I sold. I just actually uh, that. They came and picked it up. Oh well, there you go. That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They um mm. yeah they bought it Tuesday night. They came uh, last night and picked it up. Awesome. Yeah. Um, the two Ultimate Warrior comic books I sold, the guy finally paid for them this week. So that was 35 there. Uh, I sold a anime DVD for 17 and sold a, a, an album for eight bucks. So yeah, it's been a half decent week. That's cool. I have, uh, I, I'm not going to tell you how much I've sold in the things, but. Uh, I had one. I've had I, so, uh, not as much as it was, but yeah, I'm about at seven hundred actually. But, nice. But two fifty of that actually was one action figure from He-Man. Uh, really? That I sold. Yeah, it's, it's a giant action figure. It's um, I don't know if you remember that that there was a dragon kind of like with a bowl on his head. In one of the comments. Okay. Anyway, so they made an action figure of this thing. This thing's fucking huge. It's like 12 inches at least. Really big figure. Uh, and so, yeah, they're, since uh, He-Man has stopped, Mattel has stopped the production of He-Man, and, and it's going on to uh, different people. Reaction picked it up, uh, and they'll be continuing it. But, yeah, Mattel is, is now done with it, there won't be any more of these things done. Uh, so, yeah, it sold for 250 hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. But all that money will go just to buy whatever you know, <laughs> whatever else I come up with. Yeah, right. Oh, shit. All right, well, well let's, uh, let's, uh, let's wrap it on up. Yeah, I guess I'll before the it is. It's 11.01. We're, we're, we're yeah. right on time. There you go. There we go. All right. All right well, I want to thank uh, thank our guest for tonight. Thank Rachel. Check her out, rachelloreamusic.com. 
uh, Marcus Scott of Trickster. Check him out. He's all over the place. And uh, Mr. J, thank you as always. And uh, thank you for everybody for tuning in, having a fun night. And uh, make sure to check us out all over social media. And uh, just look for Total Driven Entertainment, Total Driven Radio. Like us, love us, share us, listen to us. And And happy uh, Thanksgiving to, uh, to everybody out there. We won't see you next week. We're off. That's it. Yeah, this yeah, is this so. is the fun part of the year now because now this is where we'll be off next week. We do a couple shows and then we're off for two weeks at the end of the year. We take two weeks off. There you go. Relax, recharge the batteries, and get ready for 2017. Uh, so on that note, yes, I'll be talking to you later on. I'll be talking to everybody else uh, this weekend. So, there you go. Enjoy. Stay driven. See you. Bye.